You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you know what you are? You're a popcorn salesman. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the, 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 the home stretch. All right, let's hit the field with, with, with Tyler and friends. Hello, everybody. Hello, 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 hello. Uh, my name is Tyler Harrison, along with Speedy Petey. I'm starting to hear an echo now. That's not good. Um, in my own head. Don't worry about it. Hi, Speedy. Hi. How are you? All right. Good. Good. At least somebody got the joke. Anyway, um, this table's like moving. Man. It's not on wheels. <laughs> what? It's not on wheels. <laughs> anyway, um, welcome to the home stretch. Um, I'm your host. That's about it. And then we got Speedy over there on the ones and twos. I guess the phone would be three, if it works. <laughs> it was working so, earlier, so. Well, well, baby steps. So, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, again, apologize for yesterday. Uh, well, not really to everybody, just the beef. The beef called like 12 times. Never worked. Sorry, beef. Arrow called and worked. Just saying. But, um, yesterday was interesting. Um, uh, now, normally I come on here and I act like I have no idea what we're talking about, but I actually knew today what I was talking about. I mean, I always know what I'm talking about. That's how I'm right all the time. But I didn't say that yesterday, you know. You did not. Uh, I think that's a milestone. <laughs> It'll never happen again. I have to at least mention. By the way, um, shout out to Total Pro Sports for those of you who follow them. Uh, Dustin Fraction, great guy. Um, talk to him. I've been talking to him a little bit now lately, and um, they've got major things planned. So watch out for them. I you've got a million viewers, so I'm not really worried about that. But um, if you follow them, follow us. Speedy, where can you follow us on? Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. That was it. No. Too late. (laughs) I finished the list. And our website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. No network? Nope. No network in the web page. And if you want to call us... 1-877-909-9977 one 909 is the number to call because, well, quite frankly, why wouldn't you want to try and prove me wrong? It's been a year and a half. Still waiting for somebody to actually do it, but whatever. Um, so yesterday, well, first things first, Speedy, would you be so kind as to drop some bass? Bass? Music. Pumps. Pipes. Oh. The ones and threes. And threes. All right. Well, a lot of games over. So the uh, let's just go around the world in sports, shall we? There is only Major League Baseball. It's pouring outside, by the way. So sorry, golfers. <laughs> um, Seattle is up two to one right now over the San Diego Padres, and the bottom of the fourth. Actually, it's in the top of fifth now, which means major playoff implications. <laughs> The New York Yankees, who are taking on the Baltimore Orioles. Actually, Trey Mancini just went yard off James Paxton. Surprise, surprise. Um, 
Kyle Ishigio-Higgy went yard. Um, that's really the difference. It's 4-1 right now. Yankees, the Brewers appear to be back in the swing of things. They're up 5-1 over the Pirates. And surprise, surprise, Christian Yelich has not gone yard. Ah. Surprise, surprise, he's not playing again. Really? Yeah, he might be hurt. They're not playing. They're, they're well, he has to be, if that's the case. <laughs> uh, Whit Merrifield's up 2-0 over the Red Sox. As the Red Sox right now really got to start playing for their playoff lives. The New Good York luck Met with that putrid pitching staff. <laughs> Thank you. We'll lead into that later. The New York Mets beat the Miami Marlins 7-2. As, um, well, let's see, anybody. Pete Alonso went yard. Conforto went yard not once but twice. McNeil went yard. Yeah, that seems like a team that's better than another team in New York. All right. The Cleveland Indians somehow keep winning. Uh, Jose Ramirez apparently has gotten out of a month-long, season-long coma he was in. He went yard again. That's 2-0 Cleveland. Toronto beat the Tampa Bay Rays 4-3, which means... Major playoff implications. For Toronto, Tampa Bay's making playoffs. Of course. <laughs> Chicago beat the Detroit Tigers 8-1, which means... That one actually major playoff implications <laughs> for both teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Atlanta beat the Twins 11-7, which means 7-11. Well, thank heavens for 7-11. Oh, so the Braves and Twins are getting us free slushes? <laughs> I hope so. I should just for that freaking drop right now. Um, the Astros beat the Colorado Rockies 14-3. to So the Houston Texans basically went in there and beat Denver 14-3. to That's that's what the score will be. It has to be. That would be amazing. Chicago beat the Oakland A's 10-1 in return of yesterday's game. The Dodgers beat the Cardinals 2-1. The Indians beat the Rangers again this Earlier today, five to one, and Nationals beat the Giants four to one, and the Giants are basically realizing that ah, we shouldn't have done what we did. Well, you should have listened to me. I told you what you should have done. And the Nationals, I'm sorry, the Diamondbacks and the Phillies, they're gonna pitch in about I don't know an hour, hour and a half, and that's around the world in sports. Brought to you by me and Speedy Pete. Thank you, Speedy. We're a sponsor for something? I didn't realize. <laughs> mm, ourselves. Yep. That's that it. That's true. That's true. That's about it. Um, unless you want to do the Heritage Har Harbor financial <laughs> stuff. Not required anymore. Yeah, well, they were the only sponsor we had. Um, I'm waiting for somebody to go, yeah, because you suck, idiot. That's not nice, sir. And you and Moffat can go share your opinion somewhere else. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's... I, didn't th <sighs> I didn't think you'd be taking shots at him, but all right. Who? <laughs> that show. What show? They left. I know. I could care less. Still, it, it didn't seem like the, uh, the type you would go at. The doofus always lose comments? Not Clem. Oh, that guy. Oh, never mind. Not Zuski. All right. That's all right. I miss Zuski. That's why I thought you were referring No. To. <laughs> never. That's why I was surprised. No. No. Yeah, no, that guy, yes. <laughs> no. Not, no, not Zuski. I like Zuski. Zuski was the only guy on that show besides. Yeah, Zuski was the only guy I ever liked on that show. Matt Stevens was an a-hole and 
Craig was like vanilla pudding. Interesting. Just there. Hey, how's it going? Hey. All right, enough of that. Errol's going to call me in five minutes. You can't do that. I'm sorry. It's just force of habit, I think. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, here we are at Ray's Cafe in 150 Motor Parkway in Hop Hog. Hop Hog. You know, you used to laugh, Speedy. I don't know what was to laugh at there. Hop Hog? No. Hop on the hog? Jeez. See, <laughs> maybe maybe I've just lost it. Maybe that's what it is. I'll get. I'll try later. It's all right. Um, but so in all seriousness, yesterday I was sitting here with Speedy alone as usual because Maddie Caps is a chicken shit. But I was sitting here and I stumbled upon the fact that the New York Mets are in a better direction right now than the New York Yankees, to which every Yankee fan under the sun. <gasps> Somebody's clapping for me. Oh, no. A- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but uh, anyway, every Yankee fan gasped, right? They were like, ah, oh, no, our rising sun, no. Mind you, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm not a Mets fan. Never in my life will I be a Mets fan. I have to admit when somebody's done something right in the New York Mets. At first, I thought it was stupid. I was like, all right, you're going to flip Syndergaard. You didn't really need to do that. You could have just kept Syndergaard and Wheeler then. You didn't have to go add Stroman to trade one of them. Yeah, it was bizarre. It wasn't bad, but it was bizarre. <laughs> but I must admit, I must admit, for right now, I don't know what they're going to do in the offseason. In the offseason, I think they'll blow everything up. But right now, currently, I must applaud the New York Mets. I must do so. I think you have pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. You need a closer still. And I think Edwin Diaz will eventually stop being whatever he's being. But if you go around the diamond... And let me not take this out of context either, because I think a lot of Yankee fans are so used to not being like, ah, you know, we need to check our shit, that they assume that whoever attacks them doesn't know what they're talking about. And I saw the comments, and I love them. I think they're hysterical. If you want to call me, call me, and I'll explain to you why. And in case you forget the number, I'll say it again. One eight seven seven nine zero nine 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 seven seven. It's an open forum, people. I'm not really a dictator. Speedy answers the phone. I'll tell you not to answer anybody, unless it's Junior. But by then, I think it's just. <laughs> but I, I must admit, I'm I'm a little taken aback. I was like, "What, my people? How could you turn on me like so?" And then it sat with me even more and more and more. And I think the consensus is simple. Yankee fans are oblivious to what's going on. Oblivious. 
so let's just let and I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because it really isn't a topic, but the New York Yankees are going to make the playoffs. And their lineup, when fully healthy, is probably the best in baseball. You could probably argue it's one of the best we've ever seen. Sanchez, Glaber, Voigt's Luke Voigt's a needle in a haystack. Um Didi and Duhar when he comes back. DJ LeMahieu should be MVP candidate. Not should be a candidate. He will be a candidate, but he yeah. should be runner-up to Mike Trout. And then you got, obviously, Judge Stanton, Gardner, Frazier. It, it, it's ridiculous. And, by the way, Frazier's not even up. But then you plug in guys like Talkman, Romine, Yurishella. Uh, it, it's amazing. The bullpen is probably the best in baseball, and I don't think that's even a stretch. And extremely versatile. Extremely versatile. And by the way, you're missing your best reliever not named Haraldus Chapman. Dylan Batances hasn't thrown a ball all year. That rotation, though, is... <sighs> it's scary. It's like Speedy's legs in the morning. Oh, my. <laughs> It, it it's scary. You gotta see those things. The hair, the, it's they're crazy. Oh God! Why are you turning into Errol now? I was just. It's not like I told him about the other thing. You're right. You want me to? No. I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. No, I don't. I have to deal enough with that in his car. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not Errol. Yet. <laughs> if you piss me off, though, it's coming out. Anyway, I don't think you're the only person I think that hasn't made me mad in this entire network, by the way. All right. Which should shout volumes. So I don't know if you're a golden egg or if everyone else in this network just has a screw loose. Or if. Both. Or if I've done this show long enough where I know like I know what is going to trigger you <laughs> I want you to trigger me Speedy right but a lot of the things that trigger you are the same things so I don't care about doing that <sighs> mostly basketball discussions yeah he's friend of LeBron he's not better than Jordan get the hell over it Thank you, Speedy. I had to get... I had to... Yeah, it's really only that conversation that really gets me boiling. <laughs> and the defense doesn't matter in baseball. That's just stupidity. <laughs> That's stupidity if you don't think base defense matters in baseball. But anyway, speaking of defense, that kind of leads into what I'm getting at here. The Yankee offense, like I was saying, is... the. When fully healthy, that lineup is like the murderer's row of the 2020s. Because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be scary. Plus, Stanton hasn't played since, what, the first weekend of the year? Mm-hmm. And Duhar played about seven games, if that. Severino hasn't thrown a ball. Tances hasn't thrown a ball. We have an idiot in the manager spot. It's... It's unfortunate. But despite all that, 
we still have 70 wins, and we look like we're about to get another one tonight. And we're about – are we tied with the Astros? No. No. They're Two? They, no, I think they're still ahead of the Astros. No, I know that. I'm trying to think of how many games they're up on. I believe the Astros had three games. Yankees are 74 and 39. Astros are 75 and 40. So right now it's just actually just, just percentage points. They're up. The Yankees have two games at hand. Mm. Yeah, I knew it was close. Oh, and looky, looky. Kevin Durant has finally spoken out about Kevin Golden State. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I was right again. That's all. That's what we'll start with. But I must say, I, I really, I am shocked that my Yankee people couldn't see through this. What is the most important thing about playoff baseball? Balance and strategic pitching and managing. Balance. Balance in terms of like not having a lopsided lineup like a top heavy bottom heavy you want balance in your lineup so there's no well, you named about three things i'm gonna need you to narrow it down all right in today's game i'm gonna say strategic pitching okay and lineup depth narrow it down to one he gave me two again so he what my what my confused friend is trying to say over there is that starting pitching is the most important thing in playoff baseball strategic you talking about that opener thing? No, I'm talking about the fact that it's not formally the opener. It was really before that, too. Just managing pitching, managing pitching correctly and more like versatile pitching more than anything else. Because I think we've seen teams like the Cubs and the Astros do this where they pitch people in unconventional Giants. roles all the time. The Giants do. They pitch people in unconventional roles starters coming out of the bullpen, relievers coming in the fourth inning. Like, they'll do stuff like that. It was way before the opener, but I think the opener will even extend that further. You need pitching in different parts of the game, though, is more of what I'm getting at. Okay, so what my confused friend was trying to say is not what I was trying to say. But starting pitching, to me, is the most important thing you can get. You always see, and this is why I think the Mets are scarier than what people let on, the Mets' real weakness is that they don't have a bullpen. They have Edwin Diaz and Lugo apparently now seems to be closing, which seems to be working. Yeah, but again, if Lugo closes, then I'm worried about Diaz in other roles, though, because Diaz is more of a traditional closer. Well, right, and Familia's not gotten anyone out all year. Familia's so. a traditional closer, too, now being used in a different role and struggling. So that, that to me, is kind of... All right. You can work around that because every postseason you see a bullpen just pitch better. Milwaukee's a few years ago, that's really what got them to where they were. And Josh Hader became a star because of it. And if Craig Council actually uses or actually realized he shouldn't have been using Jeffress as much as he did, they probably win that series. Right. Everyone else pitched phenomenal. Right. And so the, where I'm leading with this is I don't think the bullpen the bullpen arms, you, you need average guys, but that star you don't really need. Um, the Astros don't have it. Their bullpen is phenomenal in the playoffs. The Royals. Right, but that was another example of them using the starters to trigger that, though, too. Sure. 
Starting pitching is the most important thing, though, because they need to eat the innings. And you're not telling me that there's a better five in baseball than what the Mets have now. They may not be first, but they're tied for it. They are. Their, their rotation before they got Stroman was arguably top five. You added a guy that's probably, if he stays in the American League, the runner-up or a third candidate for the Cy Young. He might even won the damn thing, but adding that type of a guy to a team that already has the ace in the Grom, a strong two, capable ace in Syndergaard, a guy that's Zach Wheeler who's pitched pretty well most of the year, Steven Matz, you know, I know he's a Long Island kid, and this is probably going to get some hate too, but it might be time to move on from Steven Matz. Don't like to say that, but, I mean, the guy is constantly hurt, and when he's on the field, he hasn't shown it yet consistently. And then you look at the Lon- Pete Alonso right now. is If it's not for Yelich and Bellinger, probably MVP. So doesn't this remind everyone of a team a few years ago? No, oh, they're retooling. Oh, they got a pitcher at the deadline. Oh, this rookie kid's really, really good. Oh, this rookie kid won the home run derby. Huh. Huh. Wins the rookie of the year. He's going to win rookie of the year definitively, just like Judge did. Can anyone even tell me who number two was? Exactly. I'm telling you. I'm really telling you, this Met team has parallels. They have parallels. Now, I'm not saying they're a World Series team. I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying they're a better roster than the Yankees. But if they get in the playoffs, and every Met fan, calm down. I don't know if you're leaping five teams and three in your own division. If you get in the playoffs and you have the best rotation in baseball, you could be the scariest team in baseball. That's a big if. Huge if. You got to get in. And you got to hope that Stroman and Mats are on the good side because both of them have been streaky playoff pitchers. Syndergaard and DeGrom have been good, though. Stroman only went once. No, twice. Two years in a row. And he had some good, I think he had five starts. He had two decent ones and three bad ones. My point is, Speedy, I think the Mets are a scarier team to face right now than the New York Yankees if it comes down to a postseason. A team that can only hit, if you face good starting pitching and they shut down your hitting, they'll scrape up three or four runs. That's why Tampa Bay was scary. And when they got Aguilar, I said, oh, that's huge. That's a power bat that they didn't have. They got three guys that can hit 300, Duffy, Lowe, and uh, Meadows. They have defenders. Kevin Kiermaier is probably the best defender, not named Anderson Simmons in baseball. They have an ace in Blake Snell. They have a closer. They have guys that can get the ball to them, and they have three, four other guys that you can throw out there and start. And they have a lot of creative concepts on that team. And Kevin Cash is not an idiot. 
those are the teams that you have to worry about. The pesky teams, the Mets are pesky as hell right now. Any team that's not the favorite, I think, needs to be looked at and go, hmm. Now, the Astros, to me, are winning the American League. Now, again, they have everything. Hitting, defense, pitching, bullpen. It, they are the Dodgers of the American League. I think the Astros and Dodgers are set for a long, 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 long World Series. There's a ton of pressure, though. Can they handle it? Right. Right. And the New York Yankees have hit 49 home runs against the Baltimore Orioles, and they broke the single-season record for most home runs against any opponent. Slow clap. I think it's completely irrelevant. I mean, the, the Orioles could be the worst team in baseball. And... The Yankees got five, six guys that are all going to hit 20, 25 home runs. That's really not saying much. But, um, I, again, I want everyone to realize what I'm saying here. I'm not saying that the Mets in the future are going to be, oh, they're the New York team. That's not what I said. I said that the Mets have a better foundation or better direction for the rest of the year. That's what I said. Now, some of you took that as, oh, well, you're nuts, you're out of your mind, you don't know baseball. Let me tell you, I've never seen a non-fundamentally talent, fundamentally sound team win the World Series. Never have seen it. Giants won two because of it. The Royals won one because of it. The Mets went to one because of it. The Royals went to <laughs> two because of it. Until they ran into the Royals, yes. Well, right. Uh, the Astros have one because of it. Cleveland and the Cubs have a trip because of it. Fundamentally sound teams go. The Yankees are not fundamentally sound. I hate to break that to you. They're not. They are a home run or out team. But do you think that has changed, though, because of the, all the injuries and all the scrap heap players? They've had to do more of the little things in order to no. get wins in, late, look at who earlier in the season. Look at who they're missing. Stan, strikeout or home run. Andujar. Andujar's a contact hitter, and he's going to hit 300 the rest of his career. But... Guy that and Duhar doesn't strike out a ton either. But now you got guys like Gardner who's all home run or nothing. Judge who's just having a down year. Right, he, but Judge also changes his approach a lot for the playoffs. And we, we've no, seen he be, does. We've seen him he be does. a good playoff yeah, hitter because absolutely. of that. I'm not saying he's a bad playoff hitter. I'm just saying Sanchez is that way. Um, DJ LeMahieu I think is going to change a lot. I right. think DJ LeMahieu mm-hmm. brings a lot to the table. I mean, honestly, plus the way Glaber's playing right now, he's white hot too, but no Hicks, no Frazier, no Batances, no Severino, no Stanton. It hurts, but the New York Yankees don't necessarily need Stanton. I, I don't think they need Stanton at all, to be quite honest with you. I would look to move Sin. On um, this much of a low with all the injuries? No, he's got no low. He, he is what he is. 275, 280, 285 on a great year. 30 to 50 home runs, 100 to 120 RBI. That, that's where he goes. That's who he is. I, I'm not, I wouldn't be worried about his game because of an injury. I just, 
I don't know. But remember, he also, when he was traded there initially, he was limited to the teams that he wanted to go to anyway. So you are going to have that problem again if you do want to move him again because you're not going to get a lot back. Mm, no. I don't think so. Because uh, I, wherever he goes, he's going to be the best player. The Yankees had the rare luxury of saying, we don't need Giancarlo Stanton. Go deal with the Dodgers. Then now, wherever he goes, teams are going to be like, all right, well, we'll give you this piece because he's our best player now. The Yankees are – they're not going to get a haul like Arizona did with DeGronke or anything like that. But they'll get they'll right, get but, back more than they gave right, Miami. But wouldn't at that point mean you're better off keeping him and hoping I'm he not, stays healthy? I'm not completely opposed to keeping Stanton. But, I mean, there is a Christian Yelich that's going to be on the market soon. I would rather have him. Why would Christian Yelich be on the market? What? Why would Christian Yelich be on Free the agent? market? Not he's, this year. I think it's I next don't year. Think, I don't think he's up for a while. I thought the Brewers extended him right away. Oh, uh, did they? I thought so. I didn't hear that. Okay, it was an extension. So it's 2023 he's a free agent. Was that three years? It's four years from now. Three seasons then? Three more seasons. There's no opt-out? I'm trying to see. 2022, there's something in red. I'm trying to figure out what that is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but there, maybe there's something in red uh, for the that year. But I would imagine if that's an opt out, that he wouldn't want it. If you get another, you get another fifteen million and fifteen signing bonus too. Yeah, he can opt out. Okay, so I'm imagining he won't though. Uh, I, I didn't, he, I think he will. I mean, it's possible. We just—it's too early to tell what baseball is going to look like in four years. The Brewers could still be a top-end team. We don't know. They're not losing Christian Yelich. No, they probably won't. But if they're going to—if they're going to do that, I'm just saying that I think they would want to pay him for that for after that year if it was the Brewers paying him rather than like just override the contract I think he would opt out to make more money if they would if they the Brewers front office wouldn't mind doing that fine but I don't know if it would be that easy contracts have been a lot harder to get these front offices have been a lot more stingy I disagree, but I would like to take this second to also just say right now, Kevin Durant has uh, been quoted finally, and that he doesn't blame Golden State for his Achilles injury, which I told all of you. No matter what, I just wanted to play in the finals. Well, now, now, now. 
What do we have here? Um. He hates Draymond. Draymond's going to be the reason he leaves Golden State. Draymond's a cancer. Draymond, 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 Draymond. Draymond, Draymond, Draymond. They're never going to extend Draymond. Oh, Draymond's a real. Oh, Draymond, 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 Draymond. If you had a torn Achilles, are you running to go help somebody play in the finals? No. Hmm. I, I can't stress this enough. Stop with the Draymond stuff, please. Oh, by the way, they did extend him. Four years, $100 million, and he's going to opt out out of the third year and go wherever he wants. So, and D'Angelo Russell's a long-term starter. They're saying, don't buy that. That's ludicrous. But I must admit, I'm very happy that Kevin Durant said these things. I mean, really, what else did you think he was going to say? There's no smoke here. There's no story here. I'm saying this because I'm sick and tired of just hearing everyone bash Golden State and bash Draymond Green and bash, oh, well, he left because they didn't appreciate him. He felt unwanted, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, Kevin Durant's going to play basketball, and maybe he did leave Golden State for those reasons. But the notion of they made him play, they're the reason. Stop. That's bull crap. I still think it's more the coaching staff misusing him. Regardless, he's the reason he played. He's the reason he played. So one, one MVP to another. You know what? I'll save the MVP thing for when uh, Rodney is here. I want to have his take on it, too. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break because uh, Speedy has to get prepped for his playhouse. There's some changes that Speedy's going to have to go over with you Mm -hmm. as well. And um, once again, it's my idea, and I screwed myself, and that's fine. That's fine. Do you have anything to say, Speedy? Well, I'm supposed to do this, or somebody's supposed to do this. Uh, we are from Cafe Rays now here at uh, Hot Pod 150 uh, Motor Parkway. No, we we're supposed to promote the food, too. They have great food over here. <laughs> we're, we're supposed to do that, too, now. Just letting you know. They have great food, breakfast, lunch, grill food, appetizer food. They got a smoothie bar. So 150 Motor Parkway, Parkway. Cafe Rays. So, yeah. All right, so when we come back, Speed takes me to his playhouse, and hopefully I don't kill him. Next on the home stretch. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And now the baseball team. Little League. Fantasy League. We are back, back, back with the home stretch on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the home stretch. Speedy Petey here with Tyler Harrison here at Cafe Rays. 150 Motor Parkway in Hopog, New York, a brand new location. The third day here at this new location. Me speaking, 
means that it's time for Speedy's Playhouse. But before we get to Speedy's Playhouse, we have our first caller who was trying to call several times yesterday. Mike, you are on. What's up? Hey, I can hear you today. How's it going, Beef? I know. It's about time to get things fixed over there. Well, don't look at me. That's not me. That's, uh, that's uh, the guy. Sure about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're honest. I'm always honest. Well, I don't know about that. I'm always honest. Uh, okay. I try. Well, we'll see how honest you are. I mean, I had a conversation with uh, Manny Cass about this today. And how far do you think the Mets are going to go? As far as? Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Do you think yes. they're going to go deep into the playoffs? I think the Mets would be one of those rare exceptions where if they get in, they can go as far as they go. But at the same time, I can't. I can see them barely getting out of the first round. It depends how it happens. If they get the Dodgers, their story ends. I don't think okay, they beat the Dodgers. What, what, what if they don't get the Dodgers? Then what? If they get lucky enough to avoid the Dodgers, can they? They. I think they have a World Series threat. Well, they, I think they have to play the Dodgers. I don't think Atlanta surpassing the Dodgers. Do you think they'll be that far? If that's interesting. If the Mets could avoid the Dodgers which, as P just said, can't happen. I uh-huh. think that they'd be able to at least get to not win. They're not winning it, but I think they could get there. Yes. Well, yeah, I say that because the only chance the, okay, the Dodgers so what, have of what, losing what the is, one uh, seed is to I mean, have I some kind of collapse. I've this before, but I'm curious to see why do you think that. Pitching. They've got the best pitching, and right now Pete Alonso doesn't look like he's going to stop. So generally, all these World Series-bound teams have – a couple things in common. Mm-hmm. Red hot pitching, check. Seth Lugo appears to be the guy emerging out of the bullpen, check. Mickey Calloway is not a bad manager. He's not. Is he Terry Francona? He's not special, no. but he's not bad. He's not Aaron Boone, so you'll be fine. <laughs> and, and, that and, is your, and that is your daily bashing of Aaron Boone. Oh, it's not. Yeah, but... Oh. Let me, let me ask you this question. I mean, Matty Cap asked me this question before. He asked me this question before, too. I want your opinion on this. Who is it? What's the reason why the Mets are doing so good? Is it Brody? Is it the manager? Or is it the players? What I think it is, I think Mickey Callaway is bringing the vibe from Cleveland that made the Cleveland players very similar pop. But I do think, and again, Listen, I was the one saying that there's no offensive talent on this team. First of all, Pete Alonso has become the NL version of uh, Aaron Judge. The guy Which can't I, do... I said that was going to happen. Go ahead. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Kudos. The Mets say that about every prospect that gets brought up, so that's why no, I was like, pumped no, the brakes. I called it, so I was on... No, you I did. I you did. I, I was on third and one when I called it. that Pete Alonso was going to be a stud. And I said he was going to have 30 home runs or 20 something home runs before the All-Star break. No, you said 30. Did. You said 30. So, go ahead. So, again, Pete Alonso's emerged. Mm-hmm. Wilson Ramos, I love the signing. Speedy, you can vouch for me. I thought it was great. Conforto, I liked. McNeil is hitting 340, 350, whatever he's hitting, and that's a phenomenal pace. 
I think he's number two or number one in overall batting average in the whole overall baseball league. And I think as of today, as of today's game, I think he was number one. Yes, go ahead. The Mets right now are just playing very well. Now, here's the one thing I'll say, and this does kind of hurt the Mets. If you get hot now, mm-hmm. you're going to get in, but you're not staying hot from July to right. October. That just doesn't happen. That rarely happens. No, right. but but they're playing teams who aren't that good, and I'm curious to see how they're going to do once they have to play Washington, which is coming up, and mm-hmm. Atlanta. Which they never play well in Atlanta. Now, if they can take, I said this earlier on third and long, if they can take two out of three games out of that series, that's going to put them very in a very good spot. Which one? Out of both series, if they could take four, they could win four games out of the two. You mean out of the six? Whatever. Out of the two series, I think he means. Yeah. Right. That, that's going to be very. That's going to be very productive for them. I would even say that. I'd say even if, well, even if you split and you go three and three on the road, I, I'd say that's kind of what you should be aiming for. Just yeah, so that way you don't lose any ground. Being, but being very productive would be four and two. Right, no, agreed. And ideally, you'd want to go six and zero in those games, but well, obviously, they are the Mets. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. No, that the won't happen. Just always tough. They so. struggle in Atlanta badly. Even when they were bad, they were always bad. At, no, in yeah, but now, but Speedy, they're a different team right now. Right, but to how long how, will that last? How playing the, in the beginning. So. How long will that last, though? Is the question. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, no, that's one hundred percent agreed. I'm more looking at can they level out, and you also have to hope that. A lot of the anomalies that have been in the league this year, the Phillies being down, the Brewers being down, teams like that, you'll have to hope those kinds of things last too because I feel like those two teams haven't hit their peak yet. Well, again, I said this earlier today, my whole point on the Mets is that all these Mets fans are getting like really excited. And I said, let's just pump the brakes and see what they right, can do right. against these division teams. You know, let's see what they can do against these better teams who are better pitching and have better hitters on their team. Let's see if they can win those games first before we start getting all crazy about the Mets. Well, that's fair, yeah. And I, again, the, they if they do make it, they Tyler is right where there will be a tough out just because of their pitching. I'm just worried about the bullpen and the hitting late in the game because that is something that has hindered the Mets a lot. Well, like you said, the Mets, right even when be, they went to the World Series, be. they won the games three to two. They won games five to three, and. They yeah, got like, some late like, game like, hitting, but like not Maddie, a lot. Yeah, but like Matty Cap said in, in, in the playoffs, those are the games you're going to have to win. Sure, it's three, just a, three to two, four to three, you know, five to four. But they also, like but they also lost a lot of those too late. Yeah, but in the World Series against the Dodgers, they, I, they, had, I think they allowed six runs in the seventh inning or something like that. In and that particular run, and again, the even the following year when they lost to the Giants, they. The starting pitching was great, and all of a sudden, Familia blew a, a lot of three-run homer to a guy who's not even year. in baseball. You can't compare the past because it's a different team. Right, but Are you it's referring a sim- to Joe Panic? No, the Gillespie home run I'm talking oh. about. What I'm, Mike, it is, a, it is a different team, but it's a similar identity is more what I'm getting at. They not still, really. Yeah, they still have the strong starting pitching. They still have... Yeah, but you didn't have, you didn't have a guy like Pete Alonso on your team. No, they didn't. But yo 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 was pretty pretty impactful. Yeah, I understand that, but he's 
Johan is just, he hasn't been around, and he's, like, forgotten about. Yeah, okay. Now, so, now, now the, leader, the leader of this team is Pete Alonso. I'm sorry. To no, say. you're right. They did not have a Pete Alonso, but they also... The way, the, way, the way he carries himself, the way he carries other players you know, to motivate them is just unbelievable to do at, at the age that he's doing it at. And like, you know, Tyler said, he's like a, like an Aaron Judge, you know, almost similar to him. Just about. Okay, I mean... We'll see, we'll see at the end of the season what his numbers are, but... You see that pretty close to what Aaron Judge did in his rookie year. No, he is. He, uh, the only thing he, I don't think he's doing yet is the on-base percentage. I think and once I he gets the on-base percentage up, then you could start saying the seasons well, are a lot but, closer. I mean, but home run-wise, it could be. But everything else, he's pretty close to Judge. Yeah. No, he is. I think, again, I think it, it is comparable to the rise because – I think Alonzo had a little more hype probably coming up than Judge did, just because I think the Mets really starved for that kind of hitter. But well, they needed that. I think, I, but I think, but I agree with you. I think the power breakthrough and the like, the instant impact was just so similar. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't think the overall will be quite to the same level, it'll be it will be close. Well, let me, I'll tell you what: if, if they get in somehow, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. Yeah, they're, they've always been that, when they make the playoffs, they've always been a tough out. They're never usually one and done. Question no, well, is how could you how be? I mean, how could you be an easy out with that pitching staff? Right. No, I know everybody, that. you know, everybody in the kitchen sinking with, with, with that pitching staff, though. Right, and that's what I'm saying. It seems like every time the Mets make the postseason, they seem to have that really good, balanced starting pitch. If they somehow get in, I mean, they could be a tough out just because of how their starting pitching is, but... I'm just worried about their hitting and their bullpen. That, right. That's my right, bigger right, right. concern. Mm-hmm. Because the Mets have a lot of streaky veteran hitters too that are hitting well, now. You no, know, you know, you know, McNeil and Alonso are going to hit. Right. You know that. Mm-hmm. It's just how are the other? Is Conforto right. going to stay hot? Mm-hmm. Is JD Davis going to stay hot? Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Is, too many is, is inconsistent. Stay hot? That, too many inconsistent veteran hitters that. That's where I don't know. And if they all steam out at once, it's going to be hard for them well, to win. Because McNeil and Alonzo are not going to carry all alone. No, but once you face good pitching, it's going to be very hard to hit the ball. So that, that, that's my concern. Yeah, and we don't know what these guys are in the postseason. Maybe like they, said, I'm not maybe they will McNeil be breakthroughs. Or, we don't know. I'm not worried about McNeil or Alonzo, but the other guys I'm worried about, are they going to get the hit? Okay, yeah, so. uh, that's fair. Again, it, it's too much of a streak right now to be able to trust. We just got to see if they can play yeah. just mm-hmm. above average in this stretch against good teams. Cause obviously they can't really streak through these teams. And I yep. think the biggest thing they'll have to hope for is that either the Brewers or the Phillies never hit one of those streaks. I think it could mm-hmm. happen with the Phillies just because their bullpen has been atrocious too. And their starting pitching is nothing special either. It's, Besides, no. Eflin has been pretty bad. I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about the Phillies or the Brewers at all. It's I think the Brewers I'd be worried about. I, the Phillies, I think they're so talented that they should do it, so I'm a little worried. But the the state that they're in right now with the injuries they have and their pitching you know, staff and their – Washington I'm a little worried about. See, I'm less worried about Washington because I think they, they had their streak like the Mets did, and they're just – I don't know if they have the talent all around to sustain it. The Nationals are more yeah, talented but... than the Mets. In some well, areas, but not everywhere. I'd say the majority of the team of the Nationals is more talented than the majority of them. Well, not their starting pitching. No, but their front three are better than your front three. I don't know. What? Absolutely. That's fair. No. 
in terms Scherzer's of the first three the versus Grom. the Strasburg's first three. better than Syndergaard, and Corbin and is better than Stroman. Well, not this year. Stroman well, is better this I don't, year. I don't, I, mean, I don't know about the, the Grom's very good. He's just had he's just had a little bit of a down year this year. He's not better than Max Scherzer. But even if he then who? Max Scherzer? Max Scherzer and DeGrom think, are probably a wash, regardless. I, I think, think I think so. I think Speedy's right on that. I think they're about a wash. They're about even. I, I agree with that. It's a matter of, I think, the biggest difference is because Syndergaard's been so inconsistent, you would probably yeah. take Strasburg over Syndergaard Yeah, I think, right I, think, I think Speedy's right on that one. I'll, I'll give Speedy that one, yes. But now, Max Scherzer's ERA is 2.41, and he has about 200 strikeouts. Okay. Yeah, you're just going by this year. What about last year with the Grom did? That was no one so, you've never seen that in your life. Max Scherzer over the last three years, his ERA has been about two and a half. Yeah, but look what the Grom did last year. Have you ever seen that? No, no, and that's why I said to trade his ass, if you remember correctly. No, you should never trade the Grom. Syndergaard you should have traded, not the Grom. Why? The Grom could have got you twice the whole Syndergaard ever will. Mm, you can't trade away your best pitcher. You need that. Sorry. Right, and again, he's somebody that – has never been injury prone. Has aged well. And he's not. Yeah, he's not injury prone. You're right. Like Speedy just said. Syndergaard, by the way, Syndergaard's the one nuts. to trade. Syndergaard's not having a better year than Strasburg by a stretch of the imagination. No, no, we said he hasn't. We didn't say. It. No, we said that's probably what sets the Nationals. Mm-hmm. That probably is the big difference. Degrom and Scherzer are the same level, and I would say Corbin and Stroman are are similar levels, and that's really the big difference. Because Syndergaard has just had too many streaky streakiness throughout his career, and just this season, game to game, he's yeah. been inconsistent. So that's where it, where it looks at it. Strasburg, you just got to be concerned with his injury issues. Yeah. And he pitches but, great in the playoffs. Yes, he does. He's actually probably their best starter in the playoffs, and probably their only reliable yeah. starter consistently throughout the playoffs. It's going to be interesting to see what the Mets do. But moving on from the Mets, I wanted your opinion on. Uh, your uh, Yankees, Tyler. We're in uh, trouble. You think they're in trouble? Grave trouble. He said the Mets Listen, have a better I, sense I know, of direction. I know, you, I know you don't. I know you don't like Aaron Boone, but you have to give the guy credit for what he's doing <laughs> with with all the injuries that he's had this year. You can't give him any credit at all. <laughs> Are you with no. Errol? No, not no. <laughs> Are you sitting down? I am actually laying down watching Back to the Future right now. Oh, yeah. my God. Ah. Beef. Buddy, that's my favorite movie. <laughs> oh. But, roads? Yeah, Where we're going, there are no roads. <laughs> exactly. You're but, not um, going to give Boone any credit for what he's had no. to go through this season? Why? What? You're smoking it. What? No, I'm asking you. I'm, I'm asking you a question. No, I don't give Aaron Boone any credit. Listen, I get it. You've missed, and Duhar got hurt. You've missed Stanton basically all year. Severino, Batances. You know, I, I get it. I understand. I know. I know. Just like me, I'm not an Aaron Boone fan. I know you're not. But I'm he's, asking you a question. He's, you know, he's, you're not gonna give him any credit at all. No. You have to give him a little bit. Mm. No, they have the best. They have the best record in, in, in uh, the whole baseball league. And no, they don't. You sure about that? No, I'm positive. Dodgers, maybe the Dodgers, Dodgers and Astros are both better. Well, the, no, the uh, Yankees are well, still better than the Astros right now. Per 
percentage points. They have two games on them, and they have more wins. Well, how is that better? No, the Yankees have two games at hand. Right, and the Astros have 75 wins. And the Yankees have So the Yankees have two games to make up for that. That means the Astros have two games in hand, you putt. No. <laughs> yes. The, game, the team with more games at hand is the team with more games left. No. Well, yes. Well, my question is, do, do the Yankees get out of the first round? <sighs> I don't think so. Really? I don't. Tampa Bay scares me. And um, Minnesota scares me. I don't want either of them. Right now, if the season ended right now, we'd get the Twins. I don't want that. I really don't. So you think they would be out in the first round? If they somehow squeak by either Tampa Bay or Minnesota, they're not beating Houston. I get it. The Yankees are not the Yankee team that went in there and lost, you know, in Game 7. I get that. But neither are the Astros. The Astros are much better than they were. Well, we know the we know what the Astros did at the trade deadline to make their team, you know, really, really great. And to be honest with you, I think it's the blueprint that they followed. Actually, if you look at it, I believe the last five or six World Series winners have acquired a frontier pitcher at the trade deadline. Uh, Are you surprised the Yankees did the didn't make a move? I don't think the Cubs did. I think Chapman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm surprised the Yankees did. I think the Yankees are the biggest losers of the trade deadline. I don't think that's even a secret. The Twins at least got you Sam think, Dyson. You think Cashman? You think Cashman yeah, is really up and down. His we farm just, system for a couple of pitchers. You know, everyone keeps saying that, and I, I really would love to know how people know what players are actually, you know, worth. Who the no, hell? No, I understand, but this is something that I got reamed for during a meeting we had here because everyone thinks they're a talent evaluator. So this Demi Garcia kid is apparently all the rage, and that's fine. Who the hell is saying to trade him? Last time I checked, the Yankees have the second or third best farm system in all of baseball. You can't purge some of those guys. Here's what's going to happen. I mark my words. The Yankees are going to keep most of these kids and lose them for nothing. Then Brian Cashman's going to get looked at and go, you're an idiot. This is why Gene Michael is a better general manager than you are, because Gene Michael at least built something and won four championships. You've been here how long and won one? Come on, man. Like Brian Cashman, to me, yeah, he might be a genius at finding guys off the block, like, oh, Gio, you're a shell, here you go. But let's let's call it spade a spade. He was also being scrutinized the week before that because he let Ronald Torres go for no reason. So, you know, he does do good things, but he also does stupid things. The New York Yankees have too much talent. You're not keeping these guys forever. You're going to lose them in the five rule. You're going to eventually just let them leave as free agents. You're not keeping everybody forever. Mad True. Bum, and I don't care what anyone says, Mad Bum could have been had. The Giants weren't wild with any price. So I ask you this question. Stanton and Judge are going to be there for the next, what, five to six years? Probably. Mm. Gardner's going to be there for the next two or three. Hicks is probably going to be there for the know, next three or four. I don't know if Gardner's going to make another two or three years, but go ahead. Well, Hicks is really the primary center fielder at this point. And, by the way, you got this kid called Clint Frazier who you didn't trade either. I'm glad you didn't. I think he's going to be better than Floreal. You couldn't have traded Floreal, though. Uh, that that's what amazes me. Yeah, and if your it, core, your you your core of the Yankees is going to be Torres, Judge, Stanton, most likely, and Didi. 
Um, yeah, probably Dee Dee. Those, those are your four starters. You mean core four? Core four, probably. Right? Most, most uh, likely. Those, those, Glaber, those are I would four. put in Duhar over Judge. Okay. Really? And Duhar's young. Wait, and Duhar's Duhar younger. over Judge. And Duhar's a better hitter than Judge. Yeah. Maybe, maybe for know. average, but I don't. I don't know about power. Judge is your best player on the team. No, he's not. Judge has power and on base percentage. Yeah. And yeah Duhar's, he also strikes out two hundred times. And Duhar's a strikeout guy too, though. Not as much as Judge. Judge, Judge gets on base a lot better than that. Yeah, most absolutely. Of the people absolutely. In the league. Nobody's Mike Trout who's going to walk more times than he strikes out this year, which is phenomenal. But yep. No. I mean, let's call a spade a spade, shall we? I don't think we? he didn't deserve MVP. <laughs> well, I think it's so, Trout and LeMahieu, and that's it. By the way, DJ LeMahieu is the best player the Yankees have. Mm-hmm. That's not even close. Well, let's see if he can do it consistently throughout his he's career. He's done it first. consistently. He's been he's steady. Hit, he's he's done this basically his entire he's career. He's been very steady as a contact hitter and no, stellar I mean, defender. I want, see, I want to see him do this, you know, Three, four, five years in a row. I want to see him do. But it. he did that with Colorado. Yeah, he hit three. No, the question, in Colorado. the question was, would he would he do it outside of Colorado? Was the biggest well, thing. Well, I want to see him do that before you say anything on him. No, in New York. Let's see. All right. Well, Daniel Murphy was a three third hitter. Now he's going to Colorado and he can't hit three hundred. Actually, mm-hmm. I take that back. I think he is hitting three hundred. Probably. It, I think he just needed the at bats to do it because he was hurt for much of the year. I think he did. I think he is but, a three hundred. Last I looked. Let, let's just say the Yankees somehow win the World Series. Yep, Is that exactly going to change your thought on Aaron Boone? What? I said, let's just say the Yankees win the World Series. Is that going to change your thought on Aaron Boone as a manager? No. <laughs> Why? A dead clock Aaron, is right twice Aaron, a day. Aaron, he'll, he'll open the show with this. Congratulations, Aaron Boone. You're the worst manager in Major League history to win a World Series. <laughs> Probably. Wow. He doesn't. Wow. He he doesn't have a pulse on the game. Like if you watch the Yankee game, you can tell he's not there. You can just tell. That's interesting. I went to. Uh, I went to old timers day. I saw him chopping what? it up with all the old timers. Blah 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 blah. I said, yeah, all right, Aaron Boone's here. You know, great. Mm, never ever felt like. He knew what to do. I believe Hap was pitching, and Altuve took him yard, second or third pitch into the game. It's all because you were there. Well, he doesn't know how to manage whether I'm there or not. But No, Jose Altuve homered because you were there, just for oh, you. Probably. Hey, take with Merrifield. Ah, okay. Goodbye. So, so let me ask you this question. Out of, out of the two teams, who has a better percentage of getting to the World Series? The Mets. The Mets. <laughs> wow, the Mets. I didn't think I didn't think I hit that from a Yankee fan. The Nationals, first of all, the National League I think is easier to get out of. Well, if you yeah, can avoid the Dodgers. True. If you avoid the Dodgers, it's a cakewalk. Well, the Dodgers, the Dodgers though have the while they do have the most talented team, have the most pressure probably on anybody. Right. So, and here come the Mets. We don't give a shit. That's what the Mets are going to be saying. Right. We're just happy to be here. Right. All the pressure is going to be in the Dodgers, where if they let it get in their heads, they could be they could be like a what the, well, what, what the what, Lightning what were this team? year. Who, 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 who got percentage? The, the Yankees and the Mets. I would still give it to the Yankees just because I think they have the versatility and the depth on their team that I don't know if the Mets have yet. 
I again the the American League is tougher, and they, the top teams are are better yeah. in the American League. Besides, again, the Do- the Dodgers, and I do think the Braves are are a very good team too. But for the most part, you got the Twins, you got the Rays, you got the obviously the Astros. The Astros are probably the most talented out of all those teams I just listed. So it is tougher as a whole, but. Again, I think the Yankees have the depth and versatility now to be able to do that, and I do think playing through these injuries a lot will help them from a mental standpoint be able to do a lot more different things. I've seen them be able to do more little things to win games and stuff like that that they didn't have to do before the injuries because they were just so star-powered. Now they actually have the depth where they don't have to rely on just one or two or three stars to be able to carry them like we've seen in years past. And that's why, again, these other teams that have won World Series have been able to do that. The Yankees haven't had a breakthrough guy. They need a breakthrough guy. They might have those now with all the random guys that have performed for them. I mean, the, the thing about the Yankees is they have the bullpen. And a versatile bullpen. So, I, I, would, I would have to give it to the Yankees. I don't know what Tyler's drinking over there, but, you know. Gin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very honest. Well, so when are you coming honest. to Chris in the studio, by the way? When am I coming to the studio? Yeah. When do you want me to come in? Never, but eventually you'll have to come in anyway, <laughs> so when do you want to come in? That's not nice. Uh, I thought you knew uh, I was kidding. Maybe, maybe next week sometime I'll come in. All right, absolutely. I would love to hear uh, your thoughts on the Cowboys. Oh, my God. You really want to hear my thoughts on the Cowboys right now? Yeah. I'm to wait. No, no, no. I want to wait till you get there. Oh, okay. I just I'll want wait. you to be I'll prepared be... for the ass the ass handing you're going to get. The ass what? Handing. Oh, okay. If you say so. Oh, this but, is great. Well, let me, get, let me get your thoughts really quick on this one before I go. Um, Kevin Shattenkirk, what do you think about his comments towards the New York Rangers? I get it. I get it. He why, wanted he wanted why, to be a Ranger you, for years. He got here, and then he got hurt, and the Rangers basically said, we're buying you out. I get it. I mean, the Rangers also saved about, what, $5 million? Yeah. But to me, why would you be banned at the New York Rangers when, first of all, when they signed him, he was hurt already. He didn't tell them he was hurt. Right. And then, And then what has he done for the New York Rangers to say, Oh, let's keep this guy, but, but you know, let's get him. He, he's he's a top six defenseman on that team, regardless. Right, but that's not saying much considering yeah, the level what of the has defense. He done to help this team? No, Nothing. Mike is right about Nothing. that. For a guy that is supposed to be more of an offensive defenseman, he only had seven goals. This yeah. season he was good with assists, but last year he really wasn't. He was terrible. So you know what? new team, new system. Buying him out. I don't blame them either, but I understand why he's mad. And you know what? For him to have the attitude that he had for the year of Rangers. Is, is ridiculous because what did you do to help this team? Absolutely nothing. I'll tell you this though: I bet he has about fifty points this year. <laughs> well, yeah, you're playing on the most so. offensively loaded healthy, team. Though. Well, yeah, well, that's a big if, but he's on the most uh, offensively loaded healthy. team. I, I, no, listen, I I like what the Rangers are doing. I think we're a playoff it, team. It's, it's going to save them cap space next year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Five million dollars. No, it makes sense why they did it. I get why they did yeah. it. I agree with them doing it, and I agree with Shattenkirk being a little pissed off. No, I, I yeah, I, I don't agree that he should be pissed off. He wanted to be a Ranger. That's the one thing that I'm like. No, right. I understand he wanted to be a Ranger, but again, he didn't do anything 
fought in the New York Rangers. He didn't put up What's Mark Stahldom? We still have him. Yeah, but nobody wants Mark Stahl, so... Nobody wants Shankirk. That's why they bought him out. Why haven't you bought out Mark Stahl? Hold on a second. I think the, I think the uh, cap penalty is a lot higher. Not his great, standards. Better. He had he had a tolerable season for his for what we were expecting yeah, out of him. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll restate that. Yes, but Mark Stahl. I mean, I hate Stahl. I I, I yell at him all the time. When I'm I don't the hate Stahl, but I understand that Stahl is probably equivalent to Shankirk. Yeah, but he had better numbers than Shankirk last year. Sure, Shankirk played a third of the year. No, exactly. he, no, he actually played more. He actually, the first year he was here, he was hurt more. I think he played seventy games this year. But again, to me, you signed Shankirk. He's Shank been here Kirk, two years. He, yeah, damn. Time flies. You signed, you signed you, you Shankirk, and he played for what a month and a half, and then all of a sudden he told the Rangers he was hurt. Come on, like you screwed them right there and then. But, again, I don't think the Rangers were thinking they were going to have to rebuild in a year and a half. I think when they signed Shankirk, they thought this right. was the missing guy. Right. This was a – that move was made after they lost in the second round of the playoffs. No, I don't say that. But they but they made that move thinking he was healthy, and he wasn't. That's my whole point, that he wasn't healthy when the Rangers signed him, and they thought he was healthy. Well, it was also a system fit, too. They always like to stack on defensemen that are speed-type no, defensemen. That was again. That was just something that would work. And at the, at the end of that year, we were thinking, oh, they just need more depth in the defense because they had the star power, but they needed the depth because they had a lot of young guys. They, and yeah, I, but they should have rolled with the young guys instead of signing Shankirk. Well, I, I know I that now, that but again, but, we we didn't know that at the time because again, a lot of the young guys were not good at that time. And I'm still annoyed they traded Dylan McElrath. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, no, I, I didn't. I didn't mind Dylan McElrath either. He, you need a guy like that in this league. Well, to me, the, the I mean, St. Louis I has mean, one. I, I, I think that the worst trade the Rangers made was getting rid of Callahan. Well, not trading him, but letting him go. No, I disagree with that. St. Louis got you to the Stanley Cup. He, yeah, he did. But that, I mean, that trade Call, is why Callahan, Callahan was a great player for the Rangers. He was. He was. He was. Could have signed him in the off season. He didn't want to be there. I was hurt. Listen, I went to that game in a Callahan jersey, okay? I did. I went to Martin St. Louis' first game in a Callahan jersey. So I I was heartbroken. I bought bought a Callahan jersey, and the next day he was traded. Oh, well, aren't you the kiss of death? (laughs) That's like Mike Guido saying the Yankees won a World Series. Yeah, knocked out first round. Oh, Jesus, that's funny. Well, what does Guido know about anything? That's a great question. I'm still trying to figure that out. That's a great question. For years, I have known him know. for years. I don't know what he's gotten right yet. <laughs> wow, shots fired. Uh, he knows. Uh, I tell him all the time. I'm still waiting for you to be right. Wait a minute. No, he was right about one thing last week. What the? What was he right about? Damn. I don't know. I haven't heard you can't even remember. No. <laughs> he's, on, he's on during the day when I'm at work, so I don't have time to listen to his show. No. How lucky are you? I know. Well, you know. I like you'll be very lucky when I come into the studio. So. Yeah, no, I'm sure. No, Jerry I'm Jones. still going to wear that dress, by the way. No, well, I'm still waiting for it to be presented to me. <laughs> well, we'll get it to you. The dress in a wig. Yeah. A wig? 
it away was, dress in a wig. I said, the, I thought it was just a dress. No, a dress in a wig. That was uh, the bet. Okay. You're, all, you're lucky we didn't add lipstick to that, too. So. Lipstick? I think lipstick's no. the easiest one to no, wear out of all three. We, we should have added that, but we didn't. No, I know, but what I'm saying is I would be happier with the lipstick than the wig. <laughs> You're a sick man. That's what they all say. Yeah, I know. Well, other than that, that's all I got for you guys tonight. Well, all so. right. Well, I'm glad I could hear you today, B. Yeah, well, I don't know. That was on your end, so. Well, that's what she said. You can, you can blame Speedy on that one. I do blame Speedy. I blame Speedy for a lot of things. Well, a lot of people do. So. Well, they'd be right. Just, just don't make him. Just don't make him dance or sing, because then they, they, you know have a hard time looking at that. Wow. Are you gonna take <laughs> that? Wow. Are you gonna take that, Speedy? Wow. <laughs> but Mike, I must be. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must say one thing to you What's when up? it comes to Speedy. I'll give Speedy this much credit. He will never say something stupid along the lines of Ezekiel Elliott's better than Barry Sanders. <laughs> well, look, I never said that. I Everyone in this network has sworn by it up and down. No, 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 no. No, no, he's right. It wasn't the exact quote. The exact quote was Ezekiel Elliott could be just as dominant as Barry Sanders on the 90s Lions offensive line. You realize that yeah. me, you, and Speedy were the Detroit Lions 1990s offensive line, right? Yeah, they had I one, one good player in Lamas Brown. That was it. I never said better. I said same numbers. Yes, so you said better. just as so dominant. He would be the greatest of all time, is what you're basically saying. I never saying. said that. I Barry never Sanders said that. is the greatest running back of all time. Why is every time I call the show this has to get brought up? Because you attack Speedy, so as my job to defend him. <laughs> oh my god! All right, guys, I'm out of here. All right, thank you, Beef. It's I'm always going, a pleasure. I'm, I'm going back to the future. You no, you're going back to the back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. I'm you, too. Later. you ready, buddy? All right. Yes. So it is time now for the first Speedy's Playhouse in the new location here at Ray's Cafe. And... We have Man. some new rules to go with that yeah, that, I I've been, that I've been presented with. So, with the new rules, you're not allowed to wait on if you're Tyler or, again, Tyler's com- competitor, if there was a competitor here. You are not allowed to wait on a certain position. As we have another call. Oh, we have Jeff? another call from the rebuttal of, let's say... What hell am I to insult Mike with? Yes. All right, Jeff, what, what annoys you about what Mike said? Hey, Jeff, how how's it going? It, how is it possible you guys just had Bagel Mike on the air, <laughs> right? And and you didn't even ask him about the Z cold out and how much the Cowboys are going to be trash, trash, trash. We already we, we said that we said that 20 minutes ago. We were waiting for him to Jeff, come, I want him here come in that, for that. I want him here for that. Oh, I, I want to make him cry. Dude, he's going to fill up that diaper he wears when you guys start mentioning about the Cowboys going to be trash this year. Trash! I did, trash. The, I did the schedule already. I have everything prepared. 
But I'll, you will get you will get the classic bagel Mike tantrum like you saw in that video. That's what you're gonna get when you talk about the Cowboys. Hold on, Jeff. Unbelievable! You guys should have you guys should have held his feet to the fire and and talked about the Cowboys, man, because they are garbage, garbage. They are. They are. They are. They are. I forget where I wrote it, but I'll say. And their fans are garbage, mouth breathing idiots. Wow. <laughs> Even I haven't said that one yet. Mouth breathers. Absolute inbred. So, <laughs> Cowboy fans. So, <laughs> Jeff, do you want me to tell you where I have Dallas this season? Uh, I, would love to, I would love to hear where you have Dallas this season because I know it's probably just at the bottom of the barrel, and that I, I love to hear it. I hope Mike's still listening and can hear about how the Cowboys are going to finish last in that division. The Giants are going to finish ahead of them. I didn't go that far. I, I, I actually did the whole season and all the schedules. I have them at 6-10. and 10. Yeah, they won't finish ahead of the Giants. I'm just trying to trash them right now. But, like, yo, with the Redskins kind of maybe shoring up their quarterback position, they're better than the Cowboys. What is shoring up their quarterback position, though? If they had a weapon, Dude, I'd say yes. Dude, honestly, they almost still stumbled into the like playoffs. Dude, anything is better than Josh Johnson. That's what they have to agreed, do with Josh agreed, Johnson. Agreed. Anything is better than Josh, Josh Johnson. That's fair, but again, Colt McCoy coming back from injury, what is that? He's their quarterback uh, one as of right now, and that Case Keenum's been a mixed bag everywhere he's gone. Dude, if Colt McCoy is the starter for the Redskins, hear this now. Colt McCoy will play better than Dak Prescott. What? You no, will? You can't be saying that. Even with the the Redskins have the worst receiving core in the league. How could that possibly dude, help him? Dude, without Zeke carrying all the water for the Cowboys offense, what do they have? Amari Cooper? I'll put ten guys on Amari Cooper and just one lineman, and they'll still have nothing. And Dak could run at that point. So, you have that I'm, end of it. I'm telling you, they, they'll have nothing. Zeke is, is what makes that offense go. And without Zeke, they He's have right. nothing. He is right. I'll agree with Listen, this is why I hate when Jeff calls because I agree with him. But I don't, think that would, I don't think that would make Colt McCoy better, though. No, Colt McCoy could do what Dak does. Alex Smith was better than Dak. That's not, not statistically. Question. I mean, managing the game-wise, Alex he probably Smith was. was but Dak with a shattered leg. <laughs> But he wasn't statistically that year. And, again, because of the Redskins' lack of weapons, that still could be an issue for a new quarterback going into that system. Now, Colt McCoy's not new because he's been there, but, again, he's also coming off a major injury too. And to, and, and to find lack of weapons for the Redskins because they're getting Darius Geis back, okay. right? Darius Geis is nice. And they drafted Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin's a very good wide receiver. It, will he be right away, though, is the question? I don't know. I, I feel like he there's, could be good over there's time. There's always a couple of rookie wide receivers that play really well. Last year it was uh, Calvin Ridley played really well. And right, but Calvin time, Ridley uh, was in a great system, and he was a first-round pick where he was expected to produce right away. Sean Hamilton and Cortland Sutton weren't. No, but they didn't play well until really the end of the season, though. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm thinking more of the lines of what Terry McLaurin could do. I think Terry McLaurin will play better once Haskins comes in, because obviously with the chemistry, and I think Haskins will come in probably later in the season. I think you're both nuts. I think he's going to start. 
Really? Yeah, I think Dwayne Haskins gets stuck. I mean, it's possible. I just again, I don't know right away because he's he's still. I, I mean, like, I wouldn't mind that at all. You gotta you gotta put him in to see what you got, right? If you drafted him, would they draft him tenth, eleventh, whatever? Fifteenth. Right? You gotta see what you got. I'd put him in right away. Like you just said, the chemistry. You know, him and McLaurin were teammates at, at Ohio State, dude. They know each other. That's gotta help. But again, McLaurin also has to show that he could win the job too. Now, again, there's not much competition because the Redskins' receiving core is awful, but I mean, he still has to do his due diligence to be able to run NFL routes, win jump balls, anything like that. He has to show all that to the coaching staff in order I'll to win that what, job, too. I'll, I'll tell you what, as it stands right now, the Redskins have a better uh, group of running backs than the Cowboys do. Group? Yeah, sure. That's fair. I, I And I, I wouldn't leave out somebody else that they drafted this year either. Bryce Love has to be included in that, too. I, mean, I think he'll get some I mean, touches. Not even just Bryce Love, just just get, getting Darius guys back. And also, yo, Chris Thompson had a good year last year. Went healthy. Right. Well, that's fine, but he had a good year last year. Well, Chris Thompson, when he's healthy, is a, I would say, a top five receiving back, I would say, in terms of I, I think he almost had a 1,000-yard season the year before, and he's a very good route runner. Right. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past the Redskins. Redskins, I, th- I still think Philly takes that division, but the, I got the Redskins second in that division. It's possible. I think they just need a lot to go right in that passing game in order what do to do mean that. It's possible. They were going to win the division last year in a runaway if freaking Alex Smith didn't fall down and die. Hmm. No, we know that. But again, can Alex Smith, while he wasn't great statistically, was still a very good game manager and was very smart. Can anyone be like that now is another question. Case Keenum has shown he can do it in certain years, but Case Keenum has also had a lot of big dips as well, once everyone has expected him to. And then Colt McCoy, kind of the same thing. He's been there before, but, I mean, is he the smart quarterback? Can he be like Alex Smith in that respect? Listen, Case Keenum proved that he can win in this league, right? Dak Prescott is still yet to do anything. Case Keenum winning? Uh, I don't know about that. It was one season. Are you kidding? Did you watch that? Did you watch that season he had the, with the, with the, the one? Vikings? Yeah, the Vikings. The one season. Yes, it, it, one season. I'll give him that. But th- besides that's that, not much any, else. That's better than any single season Dak Prescott's ever had. Okay, from that perspective, yes. But in terms of the entire body of work, I don't know. I'm telling you, the Cowboys are trash, man. Crumple them up. Throw them right in the trash barrel right next to the Red Sox. Trash. Oh. I don't think the Cowboys and Red Sox want to be grouped together. I'm just saying what else is in the trash barrel. Well, I mean, I I don't like the Red Sox either, but the Red Sox have still won more in the past 10 years than Dallas has in the past 25. Oh, yeah. Dallas fans can't even watch the last time they were in the Super Bowl. It's on VHS. (laughs) By the way, when Tom Brady by oh so Jeff, I think that I should mention this to you. I've pretty much done my whole NFL season already. Okay. You'll be very happy about who the Super Bowl winner will be. Oh, there's no doubt it's the New England Patriots. Can't give it away, but you will be very happy about who I have winning the Super Bowl. Dude, New England season doesn't even start until the play until the playoffs. Doesn't even start. I just need Josh Gordon to be reinstated, and then I'll be a hundred percent believer. The, the the Patriots are the only team in the NFL that play that play uh, twenty preseason football games. 
That's the point. They're the only team that does it. I will say twenty preseason football games. No, their schedule isn't rough. It's really rough. NFC East, AFC North. I mean, it's harder than last year, but it's still. I don't know if it's that rough. They have a lot of tough road games. A lot of their road games are this year are crazy. They, have the Ra- they got the Ravens they're on the still road. Gonna be, they're still going to be a 13-12 or 13-win team. I yeah, I have them at 12-4. They're going to beat Buffalo twice because they're Buffalo. They're going to beat Miami twice because, let's be honest, Miami is definitely not even trying this year. <laughs> at worst, they'll split with the Jets. And there's five wins. Mm-hmm. Right? They have the Cowboys on the schedule. In New England, we call that a layup. <laughs> I agree. I think that game's going to be an abomination. Right? Uh, we play. I think we play Kansas City again. Yep. Kansas City on the road or at home? Uh, at I home. think at home again. Okay. Yeah, that's at home. All right. Right, and then so we'll play. We'll play the 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 Bengals. Surprisingly enough, the Bengals always play us tough. Yeah, they do. I, they, they beat them, I think, in, what, 2013 or something like that? Like two years ago, they beat us. Oh, two years ago? You... I think it was like two years oh, ago, wow. yeah. Okay. It was pretty recent. Yeah, yeah. It was but wasn't Brady suspended? Recent. No, no. What I'm talking about was 2013. I don't know what Jeff Jeff's talking about. Maybe maybe the year he was suspended. But, no, I think they played him in the middle of the season that year. No, the, and the they year still Brady lost. was suspended, the only game that they lost was to um, – To Buffalo. Was to Buffalo, I think. Yeah, it was to Buffalo. They got shut out, I think, like 6 nothing or something. <laughs> but I think they yeah, played like – No, but I think it was that season. I think they played the Bengals later in the season and they lost. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, the Browns will be a struggle. That could be a coin flip. Like, yeah, listen, a lot of people are sleeping on the Bengals. A lot of people are sleeping on the Patriots. People need to really go and look at what the Patriots have done on defense and how much better they've gotten on defense, which is absurd. They have, they have some pass rushers now. That's something that we're missing. Not I'm telling they have you, Gronk rushers. will go come back. The, oh, dude, I'm totally predicting Gronk is going to come back week 14. I think sooner. I don't he might not so. play till week 14, but he will. he'll be back by week 10. You know, and not for nothing, very sneakily, because everyone's like, oh, the Patriots have no weapons. Go and look at that receiving core, what they have. It's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't think their receiving core is the problem. I, I their think, receiving core is very the, good. I think the Patriots' only real question mark from a talent perspective was their pass rush, but they got Michael Bennett, and I think that'll help it a lot, even though they lost. When they got Michael Benovich, I think will help as a pass they rusher. They got Jamie Collins back. Yeah. Well, Jamie Collins is right. more of a coverage guy, but yeah, it, it helps both. Jamie of- Collins is not more of a coverage guy, right? Because he stinks in pass coverage. That was his Achilles heel, right? Very sneakily, they went and took uh, Mike Pennell from the Jets, who uh, who last year was ranked number one in rush defense. Uh, right? Jets they went and got good. some guys. You know, and and the thing that that no one ever talks about with the Patriots. Who was the number one cornerback in in all of football last year? Any Stephon cornerback Gilmore. on any Stephon Gilmore, number one. You know, you lost I mean, Eric Rowe though. Really? Who cares? We drafted <laughs> Juwan Williams. We still have Duke Dawson. We still have the McCourty twins. Patrick Chung is still in the mix, right? All of the all of the staples that the Patriots have are still there, and we still went and got some guys. They're very good in that secondary. By the way, 
J.C. Jackson this year will have a – J.C. Jackson player. He's going to be phenomenal. Right, but they also have Duke Dawson that plays that spot. You know, they got a – Is Ebner still there? Very good. Yeah, Ebner is still there. I think Ebner is a special he's, teams he's guy. He's solely a special teams guy. Uh, I liked him. He never actually plays. He's like Matthew Slater. Matthew Slater technically is a wide receiver. Do you know how many catches Matthew Slater has in his career? Eighteen. One. Damn. It's like one for 74 yards. Oh, wow. Well, if you're going to have one, that should be it, right? Well, yeah. Think about it. He, he's, so, he's been a special but teams Tom guy for Brady so long. Throw the the long defense ball. probably never attested to that. Everyone says Tom Brady doesn't throw the long ball. It's a complete misnomer. He throws the ball downfield pretty good. No, I, I'm just making fun of the normal person, Jeff. Yeah, well, those are people that don't know football. Those are the bagel mics of the world. Those are the people that say Ezekiel Elliott is better than Barry Sanders. That's who says that. Jeff, I do have a question for you. Love to hear it there, Tyler. As, you know, a guy that wants your opinion about these things. Do you actually think... Now, what would you tell somebody if I told you that somebody still thought Peyton Manning was better than Tom Brady? They would be – I, I would check them into rehab. <laughs> I would think that they have a substance abuse issue. <laughs> and not, it's not even close. It's because of Bill Belichick. Um, listen, everyone goes, oh, Brady's success is only because of Belichick. Which is hilarious because it completely undermines how good of a coach Tony Dungy was in his career. What, Peyton Manning didn't have a good coach? Right. Joe Montana didn't have a good coach. All, it, very much, if you go and look at like the list of quarterbacks that are considered like the best quarterbacks, they all have a great coach with them. Right. Every single one of Breeze them Breeze has Peyton, right. So it's so funny that the only quarterback that gets the oh it's because of the coach argument is Brady why is that probably because Belichick's the greatest coach breathing that's the only real yeah listen Belichick's certainly in that conversation but I'm not going to sneeze at Bill Walsh or Tony Dungy no I'm not saying that I I agree with your point but I'm saying if I if you want to know why that's brought up it's probably because they think that Belichick is superior to everybody else I mean, I get it, but the whole but the whole thing about it is every great quarterback has always had a great coach. Right. Jared Goff and Sean McVay. Right. Every single one of them has. But you never hear the argument that Lamar those Jackson guys were only good Sean because Harbaugh. they had a coach. Right? Everyone everyone talks about all these other guys like they didn't have anything. Bradshaw did, had did, Chuck Knoll. Did, did, did Tom Brady ever play 15 years with Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison? No. Come on. No. He played for, with them played. for about did, two. Did, did Tom Brady play with the greatest receiver of all time in Jerry Rice? No. No. None of those arguments are ever held against those other quarterbacks. People only tear down Brady and the Patriots because they're jealous. Brady's, great, Brady's only great because of Bill Belichick. Well, why doesn't anyone say Joe Montana was only successful because of Bill Walsh? Joe Montana had much more help than Tom Brady ever did. Much more help. 
dude, give 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 Tom Brady twenty years of Jerry Rice. How how would that go? I mean, he'd probably break every record for every year. But this is what I'm saying, Tom Brady. Dude, Tom Brady has thrown touchdowns to it's something crazy. It's something like 93 different players he's thrown a touchdown to. Well, that probably adds on the like six different linebackers that caught a touchdown to. Right, right, right. But but it also counts for like Nate Solder has at least one he's had in his career. Right. When when you look at Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning had two great receivers his whole career in Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. And then he went to Denver with Wes Welker, Emmanuel Sanders, and Demarius Thomas. Yeah, and, Wes and, and, never, and never mind he the fact was, that, when, that, that that's just in the passing game. In the rushing game, for most of the time, he had Marshall Falk. And then when Marshall Falk wasn't there, he had Edger and James. I don't think How he much help do all these other guys want? No, I think he did I, the first two years of his career. I think Marshall Falk left. No, because 98, Marshall Falk was in a Rams uniform. Yeah, wasn't it 99-2000 they won the Super Bowl, though? Yeah, but so Manning that was been drafted been... in 98. Yeah, so I think one year. He was where one year. If you got drafted in well, 98, fine, then don't him... count Marshall Falk, but he had Edger and James. No, Edger and James and Edger and, James, that. and Edger and James was there with Reggie Wayne and Marvin. No, Harris. he was. He, they were, and Brandon Stokely was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. He was. Dallas Clark name, was pretty good too. Name yeah. name one running back that was on the 2001 Patriots team. Oh wait, no, I can actually do this. Hold on. <laughs> oh, geez. Speedy, make sure he's not looking it up. Make sure this is honest, Speedy, because I can't see him. No, 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 right. no, 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 no. Look, Speedy, it's all closed. Yep. There's um, no computer up right now. The 2001 running back for the New England Patriots. It was Brady, Dion Branch, uh, Kevin Falk. Uh, I. I think Kevin. No, I think maybe Kevin. Oh, maybe Kevin. I think he's right. I, I didn't even look it up. I didn't, I didn't even look it up. But, but I think honestly, he's right. The running back that was there was like J.R. Redmond. I remember him too, but I'm pretty right. sure. Kevin yes, Falk, Kevin Falk was there. He started in '99. Right, and and, and J.R. Redmond and um, God, I can't even think about who the third guy was. Did any of those guys strike you as guys that you really like? Like Kevin Falk was just strictly a third down running back. Mm-hmm. That's all he was. Mm-hmm. He played mm-hmm. third downs. That was it. Listen, I, I, I'm agreeing with you because I've, for months now, possibly years, right, said but, that Tom Brady's the GOAT. Right, but that's, that's the funny thing about it. Like, why do people only knock, oh, well, Tom Brady had Bill Belichick. Like, like those other guys didn't have good coaches. And by the way, those other guys had good coaches and they had all-time receivers on their teams. Well, I wouldn't even say that. I would say that I would look at Brady's year with Moss and say, well, hello. Right. How long did Tom Brady have Randy Moss? Because that's what everyone throws around. Everyone goes, a year and a half. Everyone goes, oh, well, Tom Brady had Randy Moss. Yeah, dude, for a year. For a season, he had him. How, how long was Jerry Rice with Joe Montana? How long was Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wade together with, with Peyton Manning? And then even when Marvin left, Reggie Wayne was still there for like another five years. Right. And then they replaced Reggie. Reggie Wayne became the one, and then he filled in with guys like Anthony Gonzalez and um, – Yeah, but he wasn't that good. No, but he was good for Peyton Manning. Oh, what the hell is the other guy's name? He turned Austin out – Austin Collie? No. That was the other, that was no, the other one with Gonzalez. 
That was another one. Um, I'm trying right, to... But, um, you know, my only point to the whole thing is, do you notice people only throw in the qualifiers with Brady? No one else throws in the qualifier for Montana or Favre or Peyton Manning. No one else does it. Well, Why Brett Favre made his guys. I'll say that. Yeah, he probably did. But you want to know what? Like, dude, Tom Brady has never had... He had one year with Randy Moss. Other than that, he made... Scrubs into superstars. Who the hell is David Gibbons? <laughs> or Troy Patton. Troy Patton. Bethel Johnson. Right? Like, well, Bethel Johnson was a defensive back. No, not. No, Bethel Johnson was no. a wide receiver. Who's the Cardinals DB, I'm thinking? Justin Bethel. <laughs> oh, never mind. Almost single handedly blew a playoff game. They had Bethel Johnson. They had, dude, Aaron Dobson. Uh,. Dion Branch. Oh, twice. Dion Branch. Troy Brown. Right. Well, Troy Brown was a very good receiver, but he wasn't there very long. He wasn't there very long. When Brady took over, that was the end of Troy Brown's career. I'm trying to think of who the hell. Jabbar Gaffney. <laughs> yeah. Jabbar, Jabbar Gaffney. There's another one. Do any of those strike you as guys named Marvin Harrison or Reggie Wayne? Either one? Any of them? Nope. Oh, here's, what, here's one that was also a saint, Dante Stallworth. Sure. Dante Stallworth, sure. When he wasn't running people over with his car, he caught a few passes for the Patriots. Right? But was Dante Stallworth, like, was Dante Stallworth a superstar in the league no, ever? No, he, he was a small speed receiver. That was it. Right. Right. Tom Brady has never played, other than the one season he had Randy Walsh, he has never played with a top-end wide receiver. Never. Peyton Manning had two of them on his team for almost his whole career. Then when he went to to Denver, he had Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. Oh, and Wes Welker. I think he made Sanders, but Thomas was very good. He did not make Emmanuel Sanders because Emmanuel Sanders was balling out even in Pittsburgh. Get out of here with your nonsense. Emmanuel for Sanders a year. is still a good receiver, a year. and he doesn't have Peyton Manning. For a year, but he, his numbers were consistently better with Peyton Manning. Well, yeah, everyone's numbers go up with, with a star quarterback. I'm not saying Peyton Manning isn't a star. Yeah, but Ben Roethlisberger was a star at that time, too, though. Right, but I just get annoyed with the fact that why is Brady the only one that gets qualifiers? I have a question. When you say not a top-end receiver, is that because you are speculating that Julian Edelman was a Brady-made made guy? That's why you don't count him? You can you, – listen, I love Julian Edelman. He has made a lot of clutch plays and a lot of big catches, especially that, that just miracle catch he made against the Falcons. He has been terrific. But when you – they did this on uh, Undisputed uh, right after the Super Bowl happened. And they, they put up his numbers against a blind player. And they put up someone else's stats up. And he has, like, identical stats to a guy that, like, you would never in a million years consider for the Hall of Fame. Never. No, no, I didn't say Hall of Fame, but he is – Julian Edelman, to me, is one of those guys that's constantly overlooked, and Julian Edelman is a very, very skilled wide receiver. Like, Most I would definitely. say closer – he, he, you could argue he's a top-ten receiver in football. Uh, you know, I think Ray Lewis put it best. You know, you can go back and watch the clip of Ray Lewis – saying Julian Edelman's terrific, but he doesn't get as much publicity because he's a white wide receiver. And yes. you, don't think that, you don't think that a white wide receiver can be that good. And Ray Lewis was praising him 
every which way. Yes. I, 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 I thought of that. I just didn't want to bring it up. But yeah. Ray Lewis is the one that said it. I'm just quoting No, 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 no. no. I, I, I know. No, no, no. I know. I know what you're saying. But, again, I, Ray Lewis took some heat for saying it. So, you know. Right. No. Listen, I'm, I'm sure he probably did, but he's not wrong. No, he's not. Right. But, but Julian Edelman is, does not have Hall of Fame numbers. No, Peyton I didn't Manning that. played with Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. They're both in. Right. Who's a Hall, who's a Hall of Famer from this offense? Okay, Gronkowski. Who else is a Hall of Famer from, from any Patriots offense? Um, Dave Andrews might be. No, I don't think he was referring to offensive linemen, though. Well, listen, I, I don't care. Throw Lyman in there if you want. But and David Andrews is terrific. But he's only been in the league four years. No, I know. But generally speaking, Belichick offensive linemen pretty much stay this way. Yeah, even so, like, like they're even short-term success too, though. Like, I think the 2007 Patriots had a phenomenal offensive line, but not a lot of those guys played well after they left the Patriots. So like Trent Brown's going to get exposed out in Oakland. Agreed. No, I think they overpaid him drastically. But, like, a lot of those guys that were dominant for a while, like like Logan Mankins when he went to Tampa wasn't as good. Right, but, like, who – right, but, like, here's the other thing that people, like, lose sight of. And this is what the Giants lost sight of with Nate Solder when they signed Nate Solder because Nate Solder's statistics were terrific in New England. They were. Why were Nate Solder's statistics terrific? Tom Brady's got the quickest release of all time. Because Brady throws the ball in under a second. He went to the Giants and got completely exposed for the bum that he is. This is why the Patriots don't pay linemen, really. And they never, like, this is why they didn't pay Trent Brown. They can get anyone to play left tackle. Right, and Isaiah Wynn's going to be freaking great. Well, truthfully, uh, you know what I actually think is going to happen, Tyler? Because it's, it's actually pretty sneaky. If you go and look at the restructure of Brady's contract, he restructured and gave back enough money to the team to get them to the exact number under the salary cap to acquire Trent Williams. Oh. Do you think New England's going to go out and get the best left tackle in football? It will not surprise me. I'm just telling you, I don't believe in coincidences, and I don't believe the Patriots do anything on accident. No, no, you're right. I don't think it's an accident that they went and got freed up enough money that all of a sudden Trent Williams would fit in perfectly. I don't, I don't believe in that accident. Now, do you think they'd sign him long term, or that he's just going to play there, earn big bucks? I don't think and that leave? they. Listen, I don't think that they need to sign him long term because they have Isaiah Wynn. The problem with Isaiah Wynn is he tore his Achilles last year. Right, and, right. He's kind of on know, a trial year kind of thing. Right. So, like, it's clearly like a red shirt year. So you still don't know if he's ready for the NFL. Well, right. But and how are you going to figure that out? Because every other position's pretty much set. Cannon's going right, to be at right tackle. Thune and Mason are going to be the other guards. And Cannon, gets, Cannon gets hurt every year, so let's stop with that nonsense. Cannon gets hurt every freaking year. But what I'm saying is you can work Trent, or you can work Isaiah Wynn into games to get him some work this year, so next year he would be fully up to speed. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? No, I get it. I think Trent Williams is going to get traded, but I don't know what the asking price would be. Well, who cares what the option is? It's going to be a lot lower now. 
great. Not only is it a lot lower, but go ahead and look at what the Patriots have done. They traded back a bunch of times in the draft last year. They still have 11 draft picks coming up this year. And they had 12 last year. So they have the draft capital to go and get Trent Williams. So they have the capital, and they maneuvered their, themselves to exactly the number to be able to acquire him. And I don't, with the Patriots, I don't believe in accidents. That so would mean, though, that they that there's they've already had talks. It doesn't mean that they you're necessarily not, need to have had talks. It just no, you're not like telling Tom Brady, "Hey, listen, we're going to have to have you restructure your deal so we can go get Trent Williams." Tom Brady's going to know about that. There's still a possibility that they like what they have at offensive line and they and that they trade for a tight end. Now, I I would prefer them to go get a tight end. I I would. Uh, I like Ben Watson, obviously, but. 38 years old? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe Foxborough is where the Fountain of Youth is located. It could be. Tom Brady's certainly drinking out of it pretty fun. That's what I'm saying. There's something in that TB12 water that he's passing around. Well, don't say it that way. He might get drug tested. <laughs> I mean, they drug test him anyways. You don't think that the NFL would love to nail him? They literally suspended him for nothing. No, I get it. Roger Goodell still hates him, but... He won MVP awarding out the last lap. Right. That's what I'm saying. Now, my whole thing is, do you think Roger Goodell feels any type of way when he has to hand that trophy to Belichick and Brady? Let's be honest. How could you not? How could you not? I mean, if you go, if you, like, if you're objective and honest about the whole thing, right? right. Roger Goodell has been ducking going to Foxborough for how long? How long ago did it happen? Three years ago. Three years. Right. I mean, that's and why he got screwed Patri- out of an MVP award. Right. And when the Patriots host uh, the AFC championship games the last three years, except for last year, he doesn't show up, does he? Nope. When that's his job is to show up. Right. Why? He's clearly ducking it. You know he feels a certain type of way about it. And you know he feels a certain type of way about Bob Kraft when Bob Kraft grabs the trophy and go, this is the sweetest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> well, I mean, that's probably after he went to the foot massage. Right, but you don't think this is, you don't think that, like, things like that, like, you know, those jabs don't bother him? Oh, no, they do. of course they do. The fact that Bob Kraft and Jerry Jones are trying to get him out probably bother him, too. Well, think about think about why that happened. No, he, they're right. I, I agree with Jerry Jones for once on that. I agree. But to, what the NFL did to Tom Brady was the single most important thing that's happened in the league in the last ten years. No, it's what. No, it def, no, it is because the NFL has never been able to suspend players for absolutely zero reason until Brady. Right. And since Brady, who was the other one that got it? Nobody. But here's the thing. Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott. But he wasn't suspended for no reason. He was suspended because he's an idiot. He won his court case, all the charges were dropped, and the NFL still said, we're suspending you, we don't care. And that's what brought on the Jerry Jones beef. That's why Jerry Jones was trying to round up other owners to push Goodell out. Because he suspended Zeke for nothing, too. Well, sure, but and here's the other thing. None of that, none of that would have happened ever. 
in the Minnesota courts because the players have traditionally always gone to Minnesota to fight their court cases, and Minnesota always rules on the side of the players. And when the Brady thing came up, before he could even appeal it, the NFL went to court first, and they went into New York. And Tom Brady won his case in court. The NFL had to admit they had no evidence against him. And then the NFL appealed, and then the judges said, well, it's in the rules that they can suspend you for no reason anyways. Hmm. And that's what happened. It's the single most important ruling, and I guarantee you the next CBA, that's coming out. No, agreed. But I would disagree with you about the most important. The most important thing that happened in the NFL was Ray Rice. That's where Roger Goodell. Yeah, that's where the black mark starts. No, 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 no. That's a layup. When, like, listen, that's a layup. But the NFL botched that. They said they did an investigation. They came up empty-handed, and then the video pops up on TMZ. And when you see that video, that's a layup. That's a layup to make that call. No, no, I get that. But the important, the the reason I say it's the most important thing, is because they screwed it up, and that's what people go, "Oh, this guy's an idiot." That's initially well, I, when everyone Roger Goodell's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, if you so that's where it starts. Before that, like you're an idiot. You couldn't tell he was the idiot. Well, you know, I like to give people play, the benefit of the doubt. Do you play poker, Tyler? Yes. You know what the you know what the old saying in poker is, right? If you look around the table in poker and you can't spot the idiot, it's you. You're the idiot. Right. So if you couldn't tell Roger Goodell was crazy before that, I don't know. I can't help you. No, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but, you know. Yeah, but, but that's Roger the single Goodell. most important thing that happened, because before that, Roger Goodell couldn't just suspend for any reason. Then he became drunk with power, and he can do whatever he wants. Hey. Which is even more curious with the Tyree Kill thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you can just start suspending players for no reason, why is Tyree Kill playing? Yep. And this is, this is why people don't want him as a commissioner, because things aren't even-handed. If you're going to suspend for no reason Brady for allegedly deflating balls, hmm. which, by the way, scientists have proved didn't happen, which ESPN lied about, which the NFL lied about. The NFL went to Chris Morton. Didn't ESPN said every, have to ESPN issued a 2 a.m. apology. They did. Facts. Right? But go back and go back and look at Chris Mortensen's report when he said every ball the Patriots had were two to three pounds underinflated. Then the Wells report comes out, and what was every ball? A half a pound underinflated, which means what? The cold weather did it. Hmm. Anyone that's ever played backyard football in the Northeast knows you go out when you leave your warm house and the football's terrific, and then you go out and play in cold weather. The ball's a little softer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's called the ideal gas law. Well, I didn't know that. That's what it is. And all of the balls that the Patriots had fell within the, the drop in pressure from the conditions that night, mm-hmm. which was also in the Wells report. And that's why when they went to court, the NFL was forced to admit that they had no evidence. Jeff Pash had to stand there and say, Your Honor, we have nothing. And Berman laughed at him. 
Whoop. Exactly. Exactly. God bless Judge Berman. What a good guy. Whoop. But no one else gives qualifiers. Why don't we say, oh, Peyton Manning's not that good. He could only throw the ball to Hall of Famers. No, no, I think it's Brady, Breeze, Favre, Marino, and Elway. You know? I mean, the numbers stack up. Do you want the numbers again? Because I can give you the numbers again. Of, no, it's of okay. Br- it's uh-huh. all right, Jeff. We've, I, I, the numbers are, yes. He also leads the league in, uh, what, 40-year-old receiving yards? <laughs> yes. He's number two in, in, in receiving yards amongst 40-plus wide receivers. Number two. Behind Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is one. Tom Brady is number two on that list. He might pass Jerry Rice. No, he won't pass Jerry Rice. But do you know who's number three on that? Do you know who's number three on that list? Vinny Testaverde. Brett Favre. Hey. (laughs) Damn. Brett Favre. And he's going to be top five in rushing yards for 40-plus players. He's not already? Brett Favre's going to come out of he retirement just to he's, throw to himself again. <laughs> he's not. He's 15 yards short of being in the top five. Oh, well, he'll get that by week 15. Well, right, but th- here's the problem, though. This is, this is the problem with Brady's running stats, right? He probably would be in the top five, but you know what kills his average? You know what really hurts him? The quarterback's knee. this is serious. The knee- no, oh, the quarterback kneels. The three, the, the three kneels at the end of the game. Yeah. That's a two-yard loss every time. Yes. You know, so I, it's it's tough sledding for him, man, because <laughs> he's going to pile up wins again, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. And you know, it's it's listen. We've seen that we keep seeing this movie, right? Right. Where go back to last year, right? The Patriots lost, were two and two. They lost to the Lions early. Uh, who else did they lose to? They lost to uh, Miami. Miami no, Miami early. was later in the season. Oh, right, but they lost to the Lions and they lost to someone else early. I forget who else the early loss it was, was but bad the team. Lions as well. Right, and they lost to the Lions like oh, Jacksonville. 40, 40 to 10 or Jacksonville something. Jacksonville was their other loss early in the season. Right, Jacksonville was their other early loss, right? Which is not a bad loss at the time, going, but turned into it. Right, and, 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 and everyone goes, oh my God, the dynasty's over. You can go back four or five years ago. Oh, the Chiefs and catch game. Videos of people going, it's all over. Yeah, the Chiefs game. Everybody was saying that. Right. It's all I over. said that. Right, mm-hmm. but you can even go back to like the Falcons one. You can go back when they, you know, all these other Super Bowls. You can. Oh, it's all over. This is it. This is the last ride, and they keep going. <laughs> well, the Falcons just decided to take a lead and play cover four the rest of the game. <laughs> That's what teams do, but you want to know what the you know what the reality of the situation is, though, Speedy. The Patriots still had to make plays. They did. Dante Hightower still had to come off the edge and smush Matt Ryan and cause a fumble. That is true. Which Dante Hightower at that time was used for coverage, and that was really it. They had to right, like they still had to make plays. Him. Yeah, they still had to surprise him in that respect. And, and not only did the Patriots still have to score two touchdowns. They still also needed two two-point conversions. Right. And stops. And stops. So I don't know what to tell you. You know, every, okay, yeah, the Falcons didn't have the best game plan. That's for sure. No, they did, they, the they did for two and a half quarters, and then they got away from it. Right, but why 
did the Patriots not get credit for never giving up? No, I didn't. I didn't because say that. a lot of teams would have. No, I didn't say that. But they never. No, but that's never the conversation, though, right? The conversation is always, "Oh, the Falcons blew it." No, my argument usually is with people who think the Falcons' offense blew, which I think is nuts. I don't think they blew that at all. The Patriots still had to play. Mm-hmm. Jeff, sir. Then they, then they still have to score in overtime. No, of right. course. Right. All I know is, I mean, you you're gonna have to start saying some crazy things because I can't agree with you for an hour and a half. <laughs> but this, but this is, but this is the problem, Tyler. People always throw in qualifiers to tear down the Patriots. Why do we never hear the qualifiers about anybody else? Everyone pretends like Bill Walsh wasn't with Joe Montana, that Tony Dungy wasn't with Peyton Manning, that Sean Payton wasn't with, with, uh, with Drew Brees. Can you imagine if Drew Brees had gotten stuck with Jay Gruden? Stop. <laughs> I think Brees would still be a top five all-time quarterback, though. Yeah, but if he was on the Redskins, he probably would get hurt again. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine what would have happened if Drew Brees had gotten st- stuck with Mark Trestman? Oh, God. He was only going to be there a year. Or what would have happened if Drew Brees actually went to Miami? I thought that's where Trestman was. No, no I Trestman was the, the, oh, he was? the horrible coach in Chicago. No, I know that. I, I, I don't, was Trestman in Miami that, at that time in 05, 06, though, Tyler? He might have been a coordinator there. No, I know. I thought he was later. I didn't think uh, he was then. But, right, but everyone pretends that Tom Brady is the only one that had a good coach with him. Right. Meanwhile, Tom, meanwhile, Tom Brady only ever had a coach. You know? Right. Curtis Martin was there for a couple of years, then he went to the Jets. That was the best running back he ever had, Curtis Martin. And he was only there three years. Brady never played with Martin. I think he did. No. No. No, I don't think so. I think... I think, we lo- went to the Jets I think I checked, Brady was drafted I think I checked that uh, two days ago on Errol's show. I think Curtis Martin left for the Jets in the 90s. Oh, man, I thought he was there. No. I really thought he was there. So that you know? helps your point anyway. Well, whatever. I'm just saying, like. Yeah, 98 you know, was his first year with the Jets. You know, I mean, but that's the thing. Look at, look at, the, look at the group of running backs Tom Brady's had. Mar- like uh, uh, Marshall Falk, uh, Kevin Falk's the only guy anyone ever names. Right? They had a whole group of bums. Otherwise, right? Shane Vereen, how'd that work? Speedy, you're a Giants fan. How'd Shane Vereen work out? Misused by dumb coaches. Right. Uh, Stephen Ridley, when he left the Patriots, did uh, he was in Pittsburgh? He was in. He was with the Jets. How did that ever work out? I don't think he caught a pass. I think the injuries hurt him because he was a speed running back, and. As he got older with the injuries, that really hurt him. Deion Lewis in Tennessee, how's that working out? He was good for the first half of the season, then died out. I mean, but this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. You know, it's just, you know, the Patriots win on depth. They don't win with stars. Right. If you go and look if you go and look at the Patriots running back core right now. Oh, that, that's, the, that's a good running back core, though. It's a very good running back core, but... You know what's hilarious about it? All five of their running backs together cost less than one Le'Veon Bell. Mm. Sonny Michelle, though, is going to be a really good running back in this league. Right, but is he, is he a good running back yet? He's okay. He got, he got hurt a bunch of times last year. Uh, I wouldn't say a bunch. He did. 
Yeah, two different times. What are you times. talking about? You got hurt a bunch times. of times. Two different times. Yeah, but two is not a bunch. For a young running back, that is can be concerning. That can be concerning. I'm concerned, but I wouldn't say it's a bunch. It's already an injury-prone right. position to begin with. I would say that would be concerning. Well, listen, he's not Saquon Barkley. He's just, he's going to be, you know, he's good. Joel he's Mixon got hurt his rookie year. Back. I'm not concerned. He's probably going to be a pretty decent running back, right? Is, is James White all that spectacular? As a pass-catching back, yes. Right, but that's all he is. He's not a running back. No. Burkhead's the same thing. Right? You know, uh, does anyone else in the league want Rex Burkhead? No. But he works on the Patriots. Danny Woodhead. The Patriots. Danny Woodhead. <laughs> well, okay. Danny, uh, Danny Woodhead actually might be the most successful guy, to, other than Curtis Martin, might be the most successful guy under the Belichick era that's ever left and played well. Because he was pretty good in San Diego. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He actually started for a year when Melvin Gordon was struggling. So you know what the whole thing is. You know who let both of them go. I don't. I mean, the New York Jets let Danny Woodhead go. Well, I mean, come on. You know, I mean, you you see what that team is. Do you think that Do you think the New York Jets front office could freaking spot talent if it slapped them in the face? I mean, Le'Veon Bell slapped them in the face. You're talking about the same team that had Mark Sanchez start for two years following the butt fumble. <sighs> I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think they, they had I think they had a pretty good young quarterback the whole time and never gave him a shot. They went and got crazy eyes from Mr. Deeds to be their head coach now. I like Adam Gase though. I think he's gonna do good. Alright, here's here's an actual question. What about Adam Gase's track record makes you possibly believe that he's gonna be successful? He took a Miami team with less talent and won seven games. Uh, I don't think that that Miami team had less talent. They had Jarvis Landry on that team. They had uh, they had uh, uh, Hartline was a good receiver on that team. They had the the receiving players on No, I think Hartline was gone by then. But look at the running back. Le'Veon Bell is the best player he's got, period. I think it was it was only Parker, Stills, Landry at that time. I think well, Hartline was gone. Even then, Kenny Stills and Parker and Landry, that's pretty good. Right, but the Jets' defense is so much better than that Dolphins' defense. No, the year he's talking about, that Dolphins defense was good. This, the playoff year for them. The Jets good. defense right. is going to be good, too. Top five defense, easy. You know, and that's the other thing with the Jets, too. What makes anyone believe that Le'Veon Bell is going to be injury-free and be the old Le- Le'Veon Bell? I don't think it, it will be this year. Whole year. I don't football. think it will be this year. I think you're going to see it more later in this season than into next season. I mean, he just missed a whole year of football. Like, do, do you think that that bodes well for him? Ezekiel no. Elliott's about to miss two. <laughs> well, that's the Cowboys, and no one cares. You know? <laughs> They're trash. They're trash. Oh, by the way? Their fans are trash. They're mouth breathers. By the, way, by the way, the guy you call Bagel Mike has announced he is coming next Thursday. <laughs> to who? To this show, I guess. Make make him stop and get coffee over there at the bagel bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, can you call in next Thursday? Dude, I'm going to be all over that kid like white on rice, bro. <laughs> he, he is a puppet. 
He's a puppet. He is a puppet. All I'm going to ask is that you lay off when I hint to lay off. I'm going to make him cry. That's my goal. I'm going to make him cry. You're going to see actual tears stroll down, roll down that Shrek-looking face. Just leave the Rangers out of it, okay? Why? Because then I'd have to attack back for him. Tyler. And I like you, buddy. Have, they, have, have these recent Rangers teams been anything to be defending? No, but the, the New York Rangers are on the up and up. He's going to cry actual tears. Wait, are you a... Wait, so... Wait, are you a... Oh, you are a Bruins fan. I am a Bruins fan, yeah. I grew up up there, bro. No, I know that. I'm just, I I was trying to remember who it was. Huh. Yeah. How'd that, world, uh, that uh, Stanley Cup loss taste? Nah, it was fine. Here's, here's the problem, right? Is, yeah, it was disappointing. They lost. But you know what eases the blow? We won two out of the four sports that year. He's got a point. I mean, how, how much winning can possibly happen? Four out of four? I don't think you any, any city can do the, that. You know, how, many teams have four, how many cities have four teams? And then you got to figure out how many that actually happened. Do you realize in the last 19 years, the, the Boston has had 16 parades? Hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. Six Patriots, four. Or, six, or 12 in 16 years or something like that. Well, they think the six. Celtics have had one, the Bruins have had one, the Red Sox have had four or five, and the Patriots have had six. Yeah, so the Patriots' first one was 2000-2001, so I... The Celtics had one in that time. The Red Sox had four. The Patriots obviously had six. So 10, 11, 12. So 12 in, 12 in 17 years. Yes, so it would be 12. I mean, seriously. Do you know the cost to taxpayers to have to sweep up confetti? It's outrageous. <laughs> why, why everyone leaves. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, okay, everyone's like, ah, the Bruins lost. Yeah, they lost. It was disappointing. I thought that they were the better team. Dude, even in the Game 7 loss, they still outplayed St. Louis. But that's what happens in hockey if a goal gets hot. You can lose. Yeah, and Bennington was always great at bouncing back after bad losses. So it doesn't bother me. I'd rather lose in the Stanley Cup Finals than to be the Rangers in perennial miss the playoffs. Yeah, but that, that's, you realize that we're going to make the playoffs. That's right? not that hasn't been the Rangers. That's not the I would sl- I would slow down on that. And listen, I'm just as excited as you are to see what Capo Caco is, or Caco Capo, or Capo whatever Capo. the P's in the K, wherever the P's in the K's go in that dude's name, whatever it is. <laughs> I think he's going to be a good player too, but he hasn't played one minute in the NHL. Are yet. you forgetting about our actual be best player? What's that? Are you forgetting about the Rangers' best player? No, I'm not forgetting about any of the other guys they got. Yes, I know they got went and got Jacob Truber, and I know they went and got Artemi Panarin, and I know you know I, they had a good off season. You know who had a better off season in that area? The New Jersey Devils. You're on crack. What? Dude, you're excited for the number two draft pick. They got the number one draft pick. Okay, and they got a guy in PK Subban that's going to play three minutes and get hurt. You don't know that. Stop. And really, what is Taylor Hall? What is he? He was already there. He was already there. A league MVP two years ago? 
Maybe now. He's twenty five. He's twenty five though. Maybe now he is, but wait a couple of years, he'd probably could be a first. And Panarin right. you is had an by M- far the best player in the tri state area. Uh yeah, he probably is. And we have the he best goalie is. in the tri state area. Uh, truthfully, man, <laughs> there's I, not much I, competition I, there. That's what I'm Dude, saying. Uh, honestly, when when you start to say the best goalie in the tri state area, you better be talking about uh, Shashorkin. That kid is going to be unbelievable. Oh, hold on. Is it Shashorkin or Georgiev? Shashorkin is the, is the high prospect. Georgiev is the one they have now, who also has Even been Georgiev good. Georgiev was terrific. Yeah, he was good, too. Henrik Lundqvist I, is the best goalie in the Tri-State area. I would, I would agree with you if we were talking about five years ago. You know what's Georgiev amazing? Out, you know what's Georgiev amazing about this? You're now, being, you're now being the Tom Brady hater. He faced, like, what, the fourth most shots in hockey last year? What did you want the man to do? Listen. Me and you were literally moving out of the way to say, all right, time to stop this one. Listen, listen, buddy. Tom Brady won an MVP in his 40-year-old season. That's not happening for Henrik Lundqvist. So that's not a Tom Brady thing. I think Georgiev has legitimately passed Henrik Lundqvist at this point. You're a Rangers hater. That's what you are. Not a Rangers hater. I just gave compliments to a lot of their players. Did I not? No. <laughs> I didn't say Panarin was terrific. He's, but he came from somewhere else. So what? He's on your team now. Right, but he hasn't played a minute as a Ranger, so he's not really a Ranger yet. Dude, he's he's a stud. He's no, a, agreed. He's, he's a top ten player in hockey. I understand. Oof. Dude, I think you're selling him short when you say top ten. He might be a top five guy. Uh, I don't know about that. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of crowd up there. Yeah, I don't there's know a lot that's... of good players, but I, I still think you could probably get them into the top five. McDavid and Crosby alone or two. Ovechkin, Cooch, Kucherov. That's four. McKinnon. Hold on, now hold on, now now. Let McKinnon. me let me just say something. Let McKinnon's me just say McKinnon's something about Crosby. I would say so. No, no, no. Let me just say something about Crosby without you getting your underwear in a bunch because <laughs> this is probably what's going to happen, right? <laughs> right. While I think. Sidney Crosby is a great player. I take Panarin over Crosby because you know what Crosby has? Eric Lindros dome. No. Man. Sidney Crosby gets concussions opening fan letters. No, listen. I, I understand what you're saying. The guy's talent. Last year he was not – I don't think he was 100% at all last you year. You heard me say he's a great player, though. You yes. heard me say he's yes. a great player, right? But when he's I healthy, he's the best center in hockey. Sure, but the question is when he's healthy, right? Panarin plays every night. If Jeff, I just need you to know right now, Panarin gets hurt any time this season, I'm coming to Florida, I'm throwing a fit. No, you don't – I mean, I didn't say that he was going to get hurt or anything. I'm saying Panarin is durable and he has been playing every night. But you can't say that about Sidney Crosby. All I know is he's there when it matters. He's not—he's never not been there for a playoff. No, I'm, yeah, I mean, you have a point. I mean, but there's – and he's great. Sidney Crosby's great. But 
you can see where Connor the Conor McDavid just made. tore his Achilles. I'm not worried about Conor McDavid. Oh, Conor McDavid's a stud, man. No, I know, but I'm saying that injury is more impactful to me than Sidney Crosby getting concussed. How is it a possible? How is it possible that a 125 pound kid can be like the best player in hockey? Because you can't touch him. Because it's a speed game. <laughs> you can't touch him, I, dude. He's a, like he's like 125 pounds. He has a problem with wind. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know, but the guy, the guys like uh, you ever see the Miami, the Mighty Ducks? Yeah, like thirty He's, years ago. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's how old you are. But anyway, for the most relative kids, he's like the uh, speed demon that can't stop. Well, I mean, he can stop though. But well, you know what I mean. I think his name was Mendoza. But yeah, I mean, I dude, I would have Panarin in the top five. I really would. So who are you taking out? Crosby. Um. I'll tell you what, my top five would probably be McDavid. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, there are a lot of good players. There are. I gotta put. I gotta put Ovechkin in there. I yes. gotta do it. He's the best sniper in hockey. He really is. It's not even close. It's amazing that that team kind of like underachieves every year with the amount of talent that's on that team, like TJ Oshie and Kuznetsov. And oh, Oshie to me is the most underrated star in hockey. So I'd have Ovechkin in there for sure. Tarasenko's uh, another guy you can consider. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I wouldn't have Patrick Tarasenko Kane. In there. I, I got I got a Patrick Kane for sure. I would have in there. Um, Kucherov. Three. I'd have Patrick Patrick Kane. Um, yeah, but you want to know what the problem was with the Kucherov thing and his numbers? When you look at that line, right? He's on a line with Braden Point and um, Stamkos and. Uh, no, no, uh, no, no Stamkos is a second liner. Um, oh, the, the, the Gondar kid? Oh, what's his name? Yanni Gordy? Oh, Gord. Yeah. Gord. Uh, no, Yanni, Yanni Gord. Gord's on their third line. Okay. He plays with, like, uh, Adam, whatever. His name oh, is, is it Kalorin then? No, Kalorin's a third line guy off. Oh, okay. I'm trying with to... Palat. They, it's it's uh, Gord and Palat and Kalorin. I'm trying to remember who that top line was. It was Braden Point. And him, I mean, dude, it was like the top scoring line in the league last year. Because of Kucherov. It was, I mean, you can say that, but when other guys are putting pucks in the net and stuff, I mean, is it just because of him? I mean, he had 80 assists. Yeah, I'd say he had something to do with it. Right. Well, listen, and I'm not, but here's the argument you can make, though, right? Listen, Marshan had 80 assists right now. You'd be sitting here telling me he's the best puck handler since uh, Steve Eisman. I don't want to hear it. No, 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 I wouldn't be saying that whatsoever. But, like, this is the argument I make with hockey people all the time, right? And I'm not saying Wayne Gretzky wasn't great. But go and look at Wayne Gretzky's line. He played on a line with Yari Curry, who, by the way, also scored 500 goals. You know, like, and and and, and, uh, and Anderson. Anderson was, like, a 300-goal guy. And, yeah, Gretzky probably helped. But, like, you know, if Gretzky had to play on the line with Milan Lucic, good luck, buddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He'd still um, have yeah, I'd have, Patrick, I'd have Patrick Kane in there and Ovechkin and uh, who was my top guy again? Who was the first guy? Oh, McDavid. I'm sorry. McDavid, Kane, and Ovechkin. Yeah, I got to put Panarin in there. I like Panarin. I think Panarin's terrific. He did, Dude, he carried that team. Carried that team. And then, jeez. 
I hate to do this because it's just going to sound ridiculous, but I think Austin Matthews needs to be in there. Not yet. Not yet. He could get there, though. Uh, all right. Well, if not, if not Matthews, Matthews is right. Does John Tavares, like John Tavares is pretty good. And I know on Long Island you guys don't like him because of the whole thing. I get it. I get it. I didn't like him when John he was Tavares. here. <laughs> but John Tavares has always been a top five center in the league. No. That's what Islander fans would like to tell you, you know. Oh, I think John Tavares is pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of guys. McDavid, Crosby, and Stamkos are three right then and there. I'd have Panarin ahead of Stamkos. Really? Yeah. Well, no, you yep. said I'm talking about Tavares. Tavares, oh, those okay. are three. Then you got guys like Kopitar. Bergeron was better than Tavares for years. You notice we haven't named a New York Ranger yet? That's kind of suspicious. Oh, because they, they let all their – first of all, for years I was told Derek Stefan's our amazing center that can't win a face-off or pass. So I was like, all Bagel right. Mike's, Bagel Mike's top five right now, in order, is Capo Caco, right? And then he has Panarin after that. And then he's got uh, Lundquist and Truba. And uh, I don't know who else is a bum that's on New York. Stall. That's Bagel Mike's top five. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Mark Stahl. You know? Actually, you know who you know, you know who the fifth is in that one? Zeke Elliott, because according to Bagel Mike, Zeke Elliott can be the best at whatever he does. So Zeke Elliott he is skates. a top five NHL player. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. I would have Panarin in there. It's hard not to have Panarin in there. It's like, not, he's terrific. top ten. Though. <sighs> he's definitely top ten. What if I gave you a guy that's on a struggling team that I think is is really terrific? Depends who he is. Jack Eichel. Phenomenal talent. Yep. Phenomenal talent. I, you can pray to me for this. I thought the Sabres were going to be a scary team going into the year. It all depends on his health. That's the thing. The, I, think, I think they have the best defenseman in New York, personally, because Buffalo's in New York, for those of you who don't remember Darlene. that. Huh? Darlene. No, uh, Rostolian's the best two-way defender. Oh, Rostolian, yeah. yeah. Rostolian's the best defender in New York. Right, but can you can you say that Jack Eichel isn't a top five player in the league? Because yes. I mean, he's I mean, not. He's not just because we don't know. We have to see a full season. He's just been so in and out with injury. Right, but if you put Sidney Crosby on the on the Sabers, they wouldn't be any better than what Jack Eichel has them. Right, like if you put Jack no, Eichel they'd be to, better. Stop. If Denny Malkin and and Stop. those guys. Stop, please. I, mean, I think Jack Eichel's pretty pretty darn good, man. He is pretty darn good. He's top. I'll give him top. He's a top ten center. I'll give him that. I don't know if he's a top ten player all time. No, currently he probably currently. isn't just because he hasn't had the sample size yet. I I like Eichel a lot, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'll give you another guy that's on a team that's like really sneaky. That's a, just a ridiculous hockey player. What about Sebastian Ajo? Okay. I like Aho. I like yeah, Aho a lot. A good one. I also like Johnny Hubs down in Florida. I think Johnny Hubs is phenomenal. I like Johnny Hockey up in Cali- Calgary. Calgary, yeah. I, I, there's oh a lot God, of that whole that whole line. What is that line? Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Goudreau and and uh, Monahan. Sean Monahan. Oh, it's Sean Monahan. Yeah, that's a good line. 
Uh, who's another couple of guys that no one talks about? I mean, like, dude, that, that line in Colorado that's like... Oh, McKinnon, McKinnon Rotson, yeah. and, and Landeskog, yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good one, too. I mean, other than... They Jack Eichel doesn't have anything to work with. No, he has... He has, um... I, I really like... Oh, God damn it. Connor Sheary brings a good presence, but... Oh, man, stop. Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner can play. Jeff well, that's what I just said. Other than Skinner, he's really got nothing to work with. Uh, yeah, all right. that sounds reasonable. I like Apolso. Uh, he's not great, but I like Apolso. But he's, what, 32 now? <laughs> but he's been jettisoned off of every team in like the last bunch of years. You can't say that Apolso is all that good because I mean, he got kicked out of Long Island. He got kicked out of Montreal. He, I mean... He's holding on, looking for a place to play hockey. At yeah, this point. for for the for three years before they actually started rebuilding like a normal team, the Sabers were just Montreal. the Islanders' retirement home. Watch out for Montreal. <laughs> Max Domi, I've I like Max uh, Domi when he was in Arizona. Yeah. Max Domi's going to be special. not even just him though. I think Jonathan Druin's actually going to blossom into something. Oh, I love Druin. I was so oh, he's mad skilled enough. It's just a matter of they get his head on straight. <laughs> No, I think I think Montreal is the place where he's not. I don't know, man. I I don't know. I think I got Panarin in the top five. I'm telling you, I think Panarin's in there. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. Even if you have Sidney Crosby in there, I think he's fifth. Mm, no, because my top five in no order would be Crosby, McDavid, Cooch, Ovechkin. Kucherov is terrific. And then yes. To be honest with you, I think Marshan's got something to say about it too. I think Brad Marshan's nah, phenomenal player. I, I don't know that high though. He's he's close. He's evolved from what he was into a more skilled player. I don't know if he's there yet. And then Patrick Kane. Yeah. Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane is probably the guy that's probably five. I'll, that's like, five. I'll give you the guy that that might that probably should be in the top five, right? And I'm going to be a homer on this one, right? But he doesn't get the huge numbers, but he's. For sure, without doubt, hands down, he is the best two-way player in hockey, and that's Pasternak. Patrice Bergeron. Dude, Pasternak's Patrice best Bergeron. Player. Yeah, but Pasternak's not the two-way player. He's talking two-way player. Patrice Bergeron's the best two-way player in hockey. Uh, mm, him or Kopitar, I'll give you. In certain, it depends on the year. Certain years, Kopitar. Is well, Kopitar, like, Kopitar, should, Kopitar a, never loses a face-off. But Kopitar was a let's, MVP let's talk about two years ago. Face-off guy too, though. Go look at Bergeron's face-off stats. He's no, I know that. Bro. No, I know. But I'm just saying, Kopitar. I don't think Kopitar's lost one since I've seen. Him. Right, but you know it, the thing. The thing with like uh, Kopitar is like if you go and look at that award, I forget what the award's called for the best two-way player. It's basically Kopitar and Bergeron handing it back off every other year. No, I know that because they're legitimately the. Only two defensive centers that are that good offensively, too. I mean, pretty terrific. No, absolutely. So, and I think Charlie McAvoy's coming too. I like that kid a lot. Well, he's got to play. He's holding out right now. Him and Carlo are holding out. I would let Carlo walk. Can't let Carlo walk, dude. He's terrific, and he's twenty-five years old. Trade him, dude. The Bruins need defensemen in the worst freaking way. You have Chara. <laughs> for how much longer? Who's 42. <laughs> Who, 41. Listen, until he, he played with a broken freaking jaw, I'm not concerned about Zendo Charles this year. Listen, I get it, but you don't trade 25-year-olds to keep a 42-year-old. You just don't do it. No, I'm not saying to keep him. I'm saying you get a defenseman that's willing to go. You got to keep Carlo. He's awesome. He's a, good, he's, he's a really good top four defenseman. Kevin Millar's still there. 
Uh, Kevin Miller is still there. Really? Kevin Millar would be the first baseman. No, I know, but I always think it's Millar. I always call him that. I don't know right. Yeah, but he got hurt last year. He missed the whole second half of the season and then the whole playoffs. Right. That's an extra 120, 120 hits, 120 blocks. Yeah. So. Either, either way, how do we get off track? The Cowboys suck. Bagel Mike sucks. Dude, I'm going to make the kid cry. <laughs> well, Errol's going to cry if I continue to talk. So I do need Who to cares? Who cares about Errol? He owns stupidity. He is the CEO of stupid. He's got, he's got easily the dumbest take in the history of that station. Easily. Hands down. Who? Errol does. Says what? Has the, has the dumbest take in the history of that network. Oh, by the way, I, li- I listened back to that clip, and actually, Matt was agreeing with him. <laughs> well, they're both idiots. And what would that be? The conspiracy theory that of the, that the, that Bill the Belichick Tom, put the cut on Tom the, Brady's the cut on Tom Brady's hand arm, arm never existed. It it was made up by Bill Belichick to throw off the opposing team that it never existed. Well, no. She literally made something up and was like, no, no, that happens. They do it all the time. Really? Is that the, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I mean... He, he conjured up an injury and, and, you know, conjured up the fact that that, oh, that injury never happened. And he clearly had a giant four-inch gash on his hand, in the middle of his hand. Mm-hmm. And that's easily worse than the than than Bagel Mike's Zeke Elliott Barry Sanders comparison. No. Mm-hmm. You could at least you could at least stack up stats against stats that are real. Errol made up something and said it never happened, and he conjured the he conjured up this whole thing that Belichick made it up, that it came out of thin air and it didn't really exist. Yeah, but Ezekiel Elliott is probably per year Listen, 300 I'm not yards, not stupid. I'm, 300 I'm not yards by Barry Sanders with the offensive line. Now you adjust to that offensive line, you're losing a good 400 yards. Listen, I'm not saying that that one isn't stupid because, listen, it's colossally stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Bingo Mike should get out his helmet and coloring book and just use crayons for the rest of the day after saying something like that, for sure, right? But saying that someone conjured up an injury and that it never happened and that it was part of Bill Belichick's game plan to make up an injury to throw off the other team is – it just proves that, like, dude, the Patriots own real estate in Errol Marks' mind. He thinks Bill Belichick is performing voodoo on the sidelines to throw off the other team. He'd be right. That's a pretty dumb take. That's a pretty dumb take. Well, Jeff, I must, I must uh, sadly inform you that we do have to get going now. Perfect. Well, you, you, you send me a message, Tyler. You let me know when Bagel Mike is showing up. I'm going to make the kid cry. It's my goal to make him cry. I'm going to make an adult cry actual tears. 
Now, Jeff, can I ask you a question? Sure. <laughs> what happens if he doesn't cry? Oh, he's going to. <laughs> no, but I, I like I like hypotheticals. So if he doesn't cry, what will you do? Oh, dude, he's going to. No, I... I, I be- Once again, it's a layup, Tyler. It's a layup. <laughs> Can we get you know, can we get a little bit of a preview as to what you'll say, dude? One hundred percent. Like you say anything to that kid about the Cowboys, it's like he has like you know sand in his bathing suit line. Like he's just all itchy there all of a sudden. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he is just the biggest crybaby when it comes to the Cowboys. So you're only attacking the Cowboys? Oh no, I'll go after everything. <laughs> Nothing's out of bounds. His family, his looks. Are you kidding? <laughs> Nothing's out of bounds. I'm going to make him cry. You know that anti-bullying commercial that you guys play? You play yeah. it because that's what—that's how bad it's going to be when I when I make him cry. Uh-huh. I'm going to be the reason you guys play an anti-bullying commercial. <laughs> what, what did you two ever do to each other? He's just got the worst takes in the world. Oh. He's got the worst takes. Dude, everything out of his mouth is the Cowboys are the greatest team, and they're not. They're trash. They're garbage. They've had nothing to – dude, he's like, Jason Witten is a difference maker. Dude, Jason Witten was terrible at announcing games, and he was so bad at that, he was like, what can I also be awful at? Oh, playing tight end again. <laughs> you know, the, the Cowboys just stink. He's the biggest Sean Lee fan in the world. Sean Lee is a walking triage unit. (laughs) Right? And he loves it. He loves it. Sean Lee is what they're using for spare body parts to put Jalen Smith on the field. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, Jalen Smith's probably not going to be a cowboy very soon. You know, I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. And then you get to listen to him whine over contracts, right? Because they just moronically gave Demarcus Lawrence a hundred million dollars, and he still thinks they're going to pay everybody somehow. <laughs> and you're yeah, right. They're still right. Little does he know those are going to be the only four guys on the football field, <laughs> right? It's just going to be Demarcus Lawrence on defense, and then with Amari Cooper playing cornerback. You know, like. They don't have room to pay everybody. They don't. You know? And you're going to see him cry about that, too. Because, listen, he's going to get a rude awakening. When when Zeke sits out this year and they don't pay him, and the Cowboys... Dude, go and look at that schedule. Without Zeke, the Cowboys have a legit chance of starting, like, one in, one in five or one in six or something. No, you're right. It starts off pretty brutal. They'll beat, they'll beat like the, you know, what do they, they play, they open the season against the Giants, I think, right? Yeah, at home. Right. They're going to win that game, because let's face it, the Giants are terrible. No offense, but every, everyone expects no, they're going to be know. Bad, right? No, we know the miserable offseason. Well, listen, I don't want you to think I'm taking shots just to take shots. I mean, that's just the no, general I know. consensus, right? No, everyone thinks the Giants are going to be bad, right? No, they're easily a bottom three team. Right. So they'll win that game. But then go and look at the rest of the schedule. Without they got Zeke at Elliott, Washington, how? week two. Home against Miami, week three. Who at did the they play week two? At Washington, week two. Oh, loss. Then they're home to Miami, week three. They should win that. 
they probably should win that. Then they got at the Saints, they'll get destroyed. Loss. Oh, that's a loss. They got Green Bay at home. That's oh, interesting. Oh, and angry Aaron Rodgers after last year, that'll be a loss. Then they got at the Jets. That could go either way. Dude, the, you, Tyler just said that the Jets are going to have a good defense. How are how dude? How the, the Cowboys might not make it over midfield until the second half of the game <laughs> against the Jets. All right, then they got home uh, against the Eagles. Oh, loss! Eagles are the best team in that division, right? Right. Eagles are the best team in that division. That that rivalry also benefits the rivalry? road team rivalry. Rivalry. Not Wiley Coyote. Or, uh, you said why will we? Well, he's got he's got Bagel Mike's lisp. <laughs> no, but regardless, like the home the road game, the road team seems to favor that rivalry for the most part. Right, but why right, will won two, right now they've won two games: the Giants and Miami. All right, so then they got the Giants again. Okay, three wins. No, the Giants probably win that one at home. I don't know. <laughs> the Giants always win games they're not supposed to all the time. I don't know. Oh, I wouldn't, is, I wouldn't bet on this it. This is Tyler's win. Then they're home against the Vikings, where Tyler will probably have them winning. <laughs> no, I think I Vikings actually gave that game to the Vikings. Oh, really? Yeah, Vikings are going to kill them. No, I think I did give it to Dallas because Kirk Cousins doesn't beat good teams. Right, but here's the other thing, though. The Vikings are going to have a, a, a full season and a healthy Dalvin Cook, though. That could be a big difference mm-hmm. maker. Yep. Hold on. What week is that? Week five or six, ten. seven. Week ten. Ten. So through ten weeks, they have three wins. All right, then they're at Detroit. They should win that. Oh, Detroit's a very good football team. Uh, Dude, you got to you got to think. How, how are they going to make first downs without Deke Elliott? I don't know about that. I, I, Detroit's secondary and linebackers are terrible. Besides Slay, Detroit's gotten a lot better though. They went and got Trey Flowers. And they they went and got the uh, the tight end from uh, they got Jesse James from from Pittsburgh and yeah but you're overloading they, you, yeah but you're overloading what Hawkinson. you already had you're not improving right. anything the, the power rushers on that Lions team were never a bad thing they need right. speed right. rushers but the Lions have the Lions have the potential to be the most improved team in the league mm, they do I don't think so I, I agree I agree Jeff I don't see it I don't think they improved their hopes. I said most improved, right? Like, I'm not saying they're going to be great. I'm just saying they were terrible last year. They could be the most improved team in the league. Uh, I don't see it. I'll take Detroit in that game. Right. So then they got Let's the say pay- they win that. Let's say Dallas wins that game. There's four wins. Okay. You're in week 12, and you've got four wins. All right, then they have the, then they have the Patriots, where they'll get destroyed. Oh, come on. In New England, we call that a layup. <laughs> All right, then they're home to Buffalo, week 13. Okay, that could be a win. Buffalo's that could not be a, very good. They could that win could that could be a win. Buffalo, uh, bu- Buffalo's, Buffalo's, the, Buffalo's the most good. average team in football, so they could. Right. Do not bet on Steve the Pirate. Steve the Pirate is the only football player that they got. Who's Steve the Pirate? Really? Cole, Cole Beasley. That is literally he a looks, great analogy. <laughs> he looks like Steve the Pirate from uh, Dodgeball. Dodgeball. From Dodgeball. Oh, crap. All right, my bad. I screwed up. Go ahead. Good thing this wasn't tomorrow. Tomorrow is actually 8-8. Eight, eight. <laughs> oh, actually, they also did go and get John Brown, too. Buffalo could be improved as well. Yeah, they'll improve from 6-10 and 10 to 8-8. Eight and eight. And I think they had a great draft. They had a good draft. I don't mean to say great. That Oliver's going to be still, a but monster. Still, give, give that one to the Cowboys still. Give it to the Cowboys still. That's five wins through 13 weeks. All right, then week 14 at Chicago. Lost. Oh, 
come on now. That's a t- good run defense. That, I would say that is a loss. Dude, mark that game on your calendar because that's the day Jerry Jones had to buy a headstone for a quarterback. Ooh. Khalil Mack might kill him. Ooh. The best defensive player in football. And, not and, Aaron and Donald. And let's not forget about the other guy on that defense that's going to be a beast. Leonard Floyd? Stop it. Roquan Smith. Well, all right. Although you meant pass rushers, not... Roquan Smith, linebacker, same, he's the same rushing linebacker that, that Khalil Mack is. I mean, well, yeah, not he's a run stop. good, but he's right, still... Right, he's a, still a run-stopper. No, I know that, yeah. but Khalil Mack is not a run-stopper. Khalil Mack Khalil is, Mack a, is a run-stopper, too. No, he is. Khalil, Khalil Mack, Mack is, is whatever is a weapon. he wants to be. Right, thank you. Okay. He has no limitations. I know that, but neither does he. He was all pro in the same season at two different positions. Yeah, There's amazing. no way the Cowboys win that game. No. no. Khalil Mack alone will win that game. The only question is how many players the Bears hurt. Three. That's the question. Three. All right, Zach so. Martin, Dak Prescott, Alfred Morse. Alfred Morse. Yeah. So week 15, yeah. they got home to the Rams. I'll give it to Dallas. I gave that game to Dallas. Against the Rams, the, the highest scoring offense in football? Because here's, the, here's what you got to think. The Rams are going to take Rams a step back. Super right, Bowl hangover. I mean, say what you want. They averaged 33 points a game last year. The, the Cowboys are going to average 13 points a game this year. Right. All, all, uh, all L.A. has to do is score two touchdowns and the game is over. They do have a bad. You got to remember, there's no Zeke Elliott on the team. They do. Well, okay, but they do have a bad outside run defense too, which is probably going to be what those other guys are going to be. And they also struggle against uh, the slot receiver types too, which Dallas is going to have to rely on too. So it's possible that they could lose that as well. And the Cowboys themselves have also have a good run defense to stop Gurley. Uh, yeah, but you know, I mean. L.A. can put up points, man, and I, I, I just don't know how many points Dallas can possibly score with the team that they currently have. I mean, it's possible, but I'm really worried about that offensive line now for the Rams. They All right, lost who a cares? lot in the offseason. Who cares? Tyler says, Tyler says Dallas wins. That's six wins, and we're, we're in week 15. All right, so week 16 at Philly. Loss. Loss. And then week 17, home to Washington. Loss. Let's, well, okay, you say loss, but let's even give them that, that game. That's a seven-win team. That's a seven-win team where you're giving them a miracle win against the Rams, right? And you're also – they got two layups in Miami or three layups in the Giants twice in Miami. Right. I'm not sure without, without Zeke Elliott, Dallas could beat Clemson. Ooh. That is a bold statement. They wouldn't beat Alabama. And Clemson's ranked ahead of Alabama right now. Yeah, but Clemson also lost, what, seven defensive stars no, that's or whatever it is? Every professional team, no matter how bad they are, would beat every college team. That's a ridiculous okay. statement. Like, I get it. I'm just trying to rile up Cowboy fans. But, <laughs> okay. like, dude, they're, they're a seven-win team. No, I, I actually think that Alabama could beat Dallas. No. They couldn't. No. Nick Saban's a better coach than Jason Garrett, so everyone pumped that's, him. But was he a better coach without, in the NFL, though? He wasn't that good of a coach in the NFL. That's without question, but here's what you're missing, though, Tyler, right? Is the Cowboys have 53 NFL players, 
there's maybe 10 NFL players on, on Alabama. Right, but uh, I just think Nick Saban would be able to get that team to play good enough to let Dallas make a mistake and beat themselves. Well, listen, you do have a point. It's not very hard to outsmart Jason Garrett, right? You know? He's Which way to go? Waldo that way, okay. Right, he's the Where's Waldo of coaches. <laughs> In big games, no one can ever find him, you know? No, I find but, him. I just don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he has a playbook right. of two plays. But there are seven. Hey, good job, play. Coach. We fumbled. Yeah, great, great job. Oh. They're a seven-win team with three layups on their schedule. Layups. I think they're going to lose one to the Giants. I mean, maybe it's going to listen. Here's here's the problem the Cowboys have, and I think this is a legit problem. And I realize you think I'm going to be crapping on them, right? But it was the same problem I saw with the Giants a couple of years ago, where. The Giants' defense was terrific, just like the Cowboys' defense is terrific now. But if your offense can't make first downs and hold possession and keep the ball moving so you can get your defense a rest, the Cowboys' defense is going to be out there for far too long to stop anybody. Right, like Denver's defense a few years ago. And Jacksonville's last year. Right. Like, so if, if you have Dak Prescott just leading the league in third and outs, Dallas is going to have a long season. Can I ask you a quick question, Jeff? Would love it. Quick question, because this is a money bet, and I want to know if I can count my singles now or if I actually need to worry. What do you do? You think the Jaguars will finish last in their division? Last in their division. So we have Houston, Indianapolis, uh, Jacksonville. Who, who's the fourth in that division? Titans. No, 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 no. Jacksonville will finish. Man, listen. Jacksonville was a very good team. And they just had a really off year, and they fixed some things. That, like, once again, you know, if you, your defense is out there too long, you know, when Blake Bortles was terrible. <laughs> Nick, Nick Foles can make a difference. I have that team second or third. I have Indianapolis winning that division. Okay. So Mike Guido should just pay me my 100 bucks now. Oh, I, dude, listen. Anytime you can get in that guy's pocket, I say go for it. Oh, thank you, Jeff. He's got, I, I have them second. I have them second or third in that division. I have them winning the division, but that's no. I, I don't. I think, dude. I just think Indianapolis just keeps improving. And they're terrific. I just really like. Yeah, Indianapolis. but that but they had a lot of things going last right year. last year. I agree with Tyler. Leonard Fournette will not be bad next year. Leonard Fournette's going to be pretty damn good this year. Can you trust he that probably, front seven besides Darius Leonard to play as well as they did last year? That's, they were amazing. I have Indianapolis no in the playoffs, names. and I have them second, but I don't think they're winning the division. Right, Quentin, Quentin Nelson was the best guard in football. Agreed. Okay. I, all, their offensive line's guard. for real. I'm not doubting that. healthy. The offensive line's Never. legit. I'm worried about the no. defense. Right, that's, no. me too. No. And the run game the I'm other, a little worried about. So. Here's the other thing that's really sneaky, right? The Colts picked up a wide receiver in the draft that could very sneakily be the best wide receiver from that draft. It's possible. I'm trying to think. Paris, Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. Uh, it's possible, Paris Campbell. But again, I'm not worried about the offense. I trust Andrew Luck to get me 27 a night. But right, Eric e, Eric Ebron had a great year last year with them. Mm-hmm. Now that they have like a like Paris Campbell should be a pretty reliable receiver on the other end of T.Y. Houghton. Right. That offense could be very damn good. It could be, but uh, that means nothing if your defense is giving up just as many points. Right, and, that, and they had a lot go right for that defense 
their front seven is not overly talented besides Leonard, and it's somehow played very well. Can it happen twice in a row? I don't know. It's tough to tell. And I just don't, you know, I hate to do this to my guy Bill O'Brien. I just don't trust him to Agreed. be able to coach a winning team. Not only that, the yeah. offensive line's atrocious. Outside of DeAndre Hopkins, you really don't have any other skill player worth noting. Deshaun Watson's going to You know, I actually killed. like that other receiver they had, that key, uh, Kote. Key, Kutu. Kote. <laughs> yeah. Tutu? No, he Kutu, was, yeah, key, he was good before he got hurt. No, he was he was good. good. But him, no, he is. But him and Will Fuller both got hurt last year, and I don't trust either one of them. To come I, back I think Kutay's a little more reliable than Fuller is, though. Fuller's just a, tight end. Fuller's just a deep threat that has drop problems and it doesn't do much else. Well, he was good and great at Notre Dame. I don't know what happened to him. Mm. Listen, and a little offense for Jacksonville could go a long way because I, I just said this with the Cowboys. This what happened to Jacksonville last year. That offense couldn't move the ball, and, and the defense was out there the whole time. Right, I I think Jacksonville's second or third in that division. Right, I think Josh Allen's going to be good. Tennessee's going to be the bottom feeder. No, no, their defense is nice too, though. They got they got I think every level really settled on that defense, and they actually have receivers now. So I I, I think that I mean, they, can, they could be better I mean, too. That's, that's all. That's all well and good, but you know what's going to happen because. Marcus Mariota hasn't has yet to make it through a whole season fully healthy. True. You know what that I'll, means? Give, I'll give him that. It's 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 uh, the kid from Miami backs him up. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. How do you think that's going to go? I mean, we'll see. I just think that that Marcus Mariota, I think, has been held back by iffy receiver play his whole career. He had Delaney Walker, but that was really it. And yeah, now, Corey Davis is a nice receiver. I like Corey Davis. Uh, what else do they have? He's not a one, though. I'm sorry. He's not a one. But this is what I'm saying. You're making my point that Tennessee is going to be the bottom feeder in that division. Yeah, but I, 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 I like the addition of Humphreys, and I think A.J. Brown is a nice receiver, too. I think A.J. Brown will eventually turn into that one. Listen, you can't sit there. Right, eventually, but we're talking next year. And you can't sit there and talk about other people's injuries and then not also mention A.J. Brown missed all of his last season of college football with an injury. No, it'll probably take him a while to get going, but I think he'll be, I think he'll be the best receiver on right. that team when he How does. How long is it going to take him to get going? They need wins as soon as they No, but they, I think they can win games with defense, too, though, and obviously their running game. I mean, I like Derrick Henry, but I, I, once again, we, we just talked about it earlier. Deion Lewis? Really? Deion Lewis? Get out of here. Deion Lewis is a pass-catching back. He's not a runner. Right. Who, who stinks. He's good for who what stinks? he is, a pass-catching back. He's not horrible. I He's mean, not washed I, up. He's not I would have, if, if, if I had to bet, this is, this is the bet that I would make. I would go Indianapolis, Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee. I completely disagree with you. Houston's the worst team in that division. I don't know. They were pretty unbelievable last year, weren't they? All right. Well, J.J. Watt is snickers away from being hurt. (laughs) Davion Clowney still has not been paid. They have nobody else holding out. Yeah, that changes things. Yeah, he's still holding out. Wow. And then you got no offensive line or any running back to speak of at all. That, to me, is why they're last. All right, you're changing my mind. I'm going to go Indianapolis, Jacksonville. Tennessee, Houston. I'll go with you. Okay. See, that's all I ask is that somebody just. I for, no, to listen. Me. I forgot. I forgot. Jadavion Clowney was out, and I forgot about some of their other things going on. That's I, secondary. I, I is horrible too. Yeah. 
and they lost Tyron Matthew. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, he made his bad mistake by going to Kansas City, but that's not that's neither here nor there. Yeah, but Spagnuolo will make him work, I think. No, he'll work. He'll be the only defensive player you see. Jacksonville will not finish last in that division. I think I think that you can count those hundred dollars. Oh, I ha- already have. I have a layaway deposit. Oh, I, it's yeah. No, I've already. I told Guido I want him in singles. <laughs> oh yeah, you go oh, heading over to uh, Diamond Girls or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm gonna head everywhere with a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I travel like Dollar General. <laughs> Listen, man, don't worry about how I get around. I get around, dude. Honestly, what you should do is take that hundred bucks and go buy two bottles of Woodford Reserve and just sip it slowly right in front of Guido. <laughs> how nice will it be? Dude, Woodford's a lot better than that trash Jack Daniels. Dude, Jack Daniels is what. Bagel Mike drinks. <laughs> it's trash. I'm going to ask trash. you again not to make fun of my Jack Daniels. It's trash. It's trash. But would Mike Guido even understand what I was drinking? Mm. Talking about a guy that eats sawdust for a living. <laughs> you heard his voice. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just saying, I, I think that you're in good shape with that bet. Uh, thank you. Very good I, shape at that bet. I, I would agree. That's why I made it. Okay, he lost another bet that he never paid up for either. Well, we, people that welch on bets suck. Don't don't let him get away with that. He said the Steelers would make the playoffs. I said, nope. No chance. That didn't happen. Nope. No, no. Well, there you go, right? But here, here's what I would ask you, right? Over or under 15 minutes before I make Bagel Mike cry. I'll take the over. You don't think he's going to cry, huh? I, I, I mean, he's going to get mad. I don't know if he's going to cry. Yeah, I think it'll take him longer than 15 minutes to actually cry. <laughs> so I now, think, he, I think he'll try to fight for a while. <laughs> here's my question, okay? 90 seconds or 180 seconds? Over or under 180 seconds that you piss him off? Dude, under five seconds. <laughs> will he re- will he understand what you're saying when you call him Bagel Mike? I, I is there anyone on Long Island that doesn't understand that reference? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Right? I mean, the guy made like TMZ and like ESPN and like he made everything ever. Right. <laughs> And it looks like big, it looks like Mike from Bayshore, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It looks like Mike from Bayshore was on Atkins and then treating himself to a bagel. <laughs> Next Thursday, huh? Yep. Yeah. That's what I was informed. And I think Rodney's going to be here. He's going to lift up his third chin and dab his eyes to like blot all the tears coming out. But, but Mike is a small guy. <laughs> I mean, he could lay down and be taller than he is standing up. <laughs> you have to go, Jeff. You have to go. No? <laughs> you have to leave. There's no. I think no. Mike from. No. <laughs> no. That's, no. That's not. No. I don't think. 
<laughs> I don't think you're Mike thinking of the Bayshore. right guy. Mike from Bayshore has pelican neck. He stores food in his in his throat. He's got pelican neck. He gets a he gets a dozen of bagels and puts them all there. Oh God, that's yeah. enough out of you. I have to end the show now. That's how he eats dinner. He puts the bagel on the plate and eats the plate and the bagel whole. <laughs> Jeff, buddy, when I'm in Florida, I'm going to have to give you a call. Uh, only only if you bring Mike from Bayshore so we can make him cry. Oh, that's, that's, you wouldn't go out drinking with me, huh? I, I want to take Bagel Mike over to Old Town Orlando. Yeah. And just put him on the slingshot until he cries. <laughs> You might need him pretty drunk to do that, Jeff. Nah, I mean, you've seen him. He looks constantly drunk. He's got those crossed eyes, that lazy eye and stuff. How can you tell when he's, so- when he's sober, the eye st- when he's drunk, the eye actually straightens out? <laughs> Jeff, it's a pleasure. He's, he's got iguana eyes. They both <laughs> operate independently of, the, of each other. Jeff, it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go, Jeff. I'm going to make him cry. See, and this is what's going to make him cry. Do you see what's happening? Like, I haven't said anything, like, overly offensive. I called him, like, iguana eyes and, like, things like that. But he's going to cry because he's going to see the rest of you laughing, and he's going to know that everyone is laughing at him, <laughs> and it's going to make him cry. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be here next Thursday. I think you should, though, Tyler. <laughs> I think so, too. Oh. I am. I, think I you do. Should. I do have the best show on the network. I, I do have to come. So you're going to have him in there. Who else is going to be there? Are you going to invite other people in to watch him cry? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think Rodney will be here. Who? Rodney. Oh, Rodney. I like Rodney. Yes. He's the Undertaker guy. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> that's that's that that's so funny. No, Rodney knows. He said he's gotten that a bunch of times. I actually got that one from Rodney. Oh uh, no, I no, I'm sure that oh, that was that's... Rodney's a great dude. No, he... Rodney's a great dude. He, he, no, he is. He's funny. Right. Oh, man. Jeff, funny. Rodney right? gets mad at me when I make fun of other people. Really? <laughs> and that's what's going to make it more enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You watching SummerSlam, Jeff? No, I don't watch wrestling. Oh. The only thing I know about wrestling, right, is uh, that thing that happened, I don't know, six, six or eight months ago. That girl that did those, like, wrestling shows in bars, and she was like, you want the tuna? And she stuffed the girl in the mouth. <laughs> what? You don't know about that one? <laughs> no! That sounds like something Errol would say to me. Yeah. No, so there was, so there's, 
so so there's like there's like a wrestler. Her name is like Tuna Tuna something. Yeah. Tuna Tuna something. And they and they do like an independent wrestling circuit. Like they literally wrestle in like bars. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? There's no ring either. They're just yeah. wrestling in a bar. Oh, okay. Right? And you can go on the internet and see this. This is not me making this up or whatever. And so the other girl that was wrestling Tuna, her finishing, her finishing move was she would yell. She yelled against this girl. She goes, you want the real Tuna? And she reached in her shorts. And, and clearly it was a sanitary product that she pulled out. She reached in her shorts and pulled out a sanitary product. And she stuffed it in the tuna's mouth. And it made news because everyone was like, has wrestling crossed the line? Trish Stratus will be there. Terrific. You don't even know who that is? I, I, I'm, I, I know who it is because I watched wrestling like as a kid. Yeah. And if I wanted to see a sweaty 50-year-old woman, I can go to a bar here in Tampa. <laughs> wow. All right. Touche. And she's not 50. I bet you she's probably close. All right, fine. But Speedy, hit it with the Wikipedia on Trish. What is the name, Trish? Uh, just write Stratus, like the Dodge Stratus. Oh, I got it. Okay. Uh, 43. Ha. Buddy, I was pretty close. What? You were seven years off. Yeah. Now you sound like a Cowboys fan. Buddy, she's a lot closer to 50 than she is to 20. Buddy, you sound like a Cowboys fan. Uh, Buddy, eight, eight, 14 and two. Yeah, we were close. Buddy, let's put let's put it this way: at forty three years old, she has a better shot at breaking a hip than winning a match. Buddy, let's stop 
let's let's stop the nonsense. You were wrong. Get over. I give her credit. She's out there wrestling with osteoporosis. <laughs> Jeff. Good, sir. Yes, sir. We do we do need to go now. That's perfect timing. I can I can't wait to to talk to you when Bagel Mike is there. <laughs> I think this might be the end of my show that day. Buddy, it was it was over even before that. Wow. This is gonna this is gonna be perfect. We're gonna make him cry and it's gonna be an all time moment for your show. It's gonna be the first time a Cowboys fan has cried actual tears since Tony Romo couldn't hold that kick. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Did you just say that'd be the all-time highlight for my show? It, it's totally gonna be. Hang up, hang up on his ass. It's not. It, I mean, it's not even in question, Tyler. You're always gonna refer back to the day Bagel Mike cried in your studio. My cafe. You're like that's gonna constantly be a reference for you. Every time he calls up after a Dallas Cowboys loss. The question is always going to be, did you cry harder after that loss or when you were here in the studio? <laughs> Can you get me out of wearing a dress? I mean, don't, don't be Mike Guido. If you lose a bet, pay the bet. You don't, get to, you don't get to bitch and moan about Mike Guido not paying you about the Pittsburgh Steelers bet if you don't put that dress on if you said you were going to. Right. Luckily for me, I'm a Patriots fan. I don't lose many bets. Jeff? Speedy had to. Speedy put on the dress. There's plenty of pictures of Speedy in a dress. You can say everything that you want about Speedy, and you would probably be right. <laughs> but he pays, pays his bets. I did. And I wore, I wore a stupid Cowboys jersey on air, too. Oh, you also had the dress on with the lipstick and the wig and the heels. No, I didn't. Ha- I didn't have heels. No heels. You had everything else. I had everything else. Yeah. Thong. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they should have made him do: is twerk to the thong song. <laughs> Don't give Errol any ideas. Yeah, Errol's about to bust in here with an idea right now. He doesn't have many ideas. He's been throwing that dress out idea out there for years now. It's the only idea he ever has. I mean, he hired me. That's a pretty good idea. And, I mean, let's be honest. It's pretty creepy to see a grown man throw a dress bed out there every freaking time. I think he enjoys it more than anything else. <laughs> I think secretly Errol wants to lose the bet, so like, <laughs> it doesn't seem creepy that he's actually wearing a dress. <laughs> you know? Errol has the same personality as the guy that kidnapped Ted in the first one. Oh. Wow. He puts the kid to bed for nap time, and then he dances <laughs> weird, drinking a Midori Sour. <laughs> no, boy. All right, Jeff, we have to go now. Our audience is... Uh... All right, gentlemen, I bid you adieu. I... Did he... He did. <laughs> he, he did. He. That. 
Yeah. That, that. yeah. You heard it right. Bastard. <laughs> Speedy. We're in the end game now. I am Iron Man, Iron Man. I didn't stutter. I said, I am Iron Man. Iron Man. So I'm telling Iron Man, no, I I'm Iron. Okay. I know. I need, I need to play I need to play that song. What song? No, like every time you do that, I am Iron Man. Oh, what song is this? Oh, is this Motley Rose? Is it Motley and Roses? <laughs> Guns and Crew? No, 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 no. Shut up, stupid. Anyway, uh, Speedy, tell them where they can find us. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Periscope, Instagram, Snapchat, oh. iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Spotify, and WorldWideSportsRadio.com. You heard him. You heard him here. I am your host with the most. Speedy, say your line. Thanks for listening. And have a glorious night. I guess we'll just have to see if um, Bagel Mike actually cries next week. That's where we're that's where we're at with this. It will be a sight to see ya. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.